0: Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We glide into Zealand this week with Mathis von Heijingen Jr.'s World War II epic, <laughs> The Forgotten Battle. As always, I'm joined by Mike A.
1: Hello. it's Mike B. It's Heinigen.
0: No, it's Heijingen.
2: H e i j a. Yeah, but you still I-N-N.
1: also fucked up the first time, so we both fucked it up. So, Heijingen.
2: Nate. I don't have an intro, because if I fuck it up, Mike's going to be angry. So, Hi. <laughs>
1: and special guest
0: youtuber and friend of the channel also our resident canadian expert devon k or devonius k what's up dude hello welcome back i'm I'm back back,
3: yes and it's not a paul gross movie yeah (laughs) this is (laughs) unique (laughs) we're out of the paul gross catalog he's got to be like the mascot of the channel the mascot director (laughs) of the channel has to be paul gross (laughs) and his little malty uniform Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, Paschendale wasn't that bad. It was terrible. Yeah.
4: The fucking modern one he did was much worse. What was it called? Um, Hyena, Hyena Road. Road. Yeah, you yeah, know? that yeah, Hyena Road. That one was much worse. That's, that's Nathan's favorite movie. Oh, right? ter- Na-
2: yeah.
3: What? Hyena Road. Hyena Road.
2: Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Soul of the Earth. That
1: movie. <laughs> Salt of the Earth. Uh, uh,
3: gosh.
1: What a what a what a what a piece of shit you are! Like. <laughs> If everyone wants to see a oh, masterpiece... Oh, I got you hooked on those liquid deaths. Hold oh, on. shit, look at that. They're delicious.
2: I They're I, amazing. I was going to say, if anyone wants to see a wonderful masterpiece, you should go see Hyena Road. We all gave it a 10 out of 10. It's amazing.
4: Or as Brian would say, Hygina Road. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 Sorry,
0: Brian. Hey, dude, you can do the intro next time. Oh, so, no, anyway. It's easy to say you're on the spot. So what'd you guys think?
1: Yeah. Oh, right. that,
3: that's great. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll actually go first this time. I'll go first because I usually don't go first on the whatever. To do a little disclaimer, um, Michael A. and um, Devin and I had done a sort of kind of this before we got involved with Scobot, right? It never came to fruition yet. It was kind of something that I shoot the bet on. And uh, we reviewed this movie in real time and everything. So we have seen it before. However, having those two years pass, I have noticed a lot more things in this. And it's a lot worse than I initially <laughs> thought it
4: was. So your, your opinion hasn't improved.
1: No, it has not because, um. so we had, we had seen this right before we went and actually shot Reveille and like gone through the editing process and like, figured out how actually films are made this one started out okay and then you know it's like you get to the the scene in market garden where they're like flying the gliders and i don't think they would have been using b-24s for the gliders but hey what do you why do you what do you make the face Brian? <laughs> i didn't see
0: any b-24s there were sterlings and there I were they're Stirlings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, was I was gonna
3: say they're all sterling yeah sterlings
1: yeah yeah Early okay.
0: pre Lancaster 400 bombers that were used, but then later on were used for like parachute drops and other SOE operations and also used to tow gliders later on in the war.
1: Okay, okay, cool. No B-24. Um, so, anyway, it looked to me like a fucking B-24. But, like, anyway, all right, now that we've been corrected on that. So, I thought that scene was really cool where like they were towing the gliders and they were just getting over land and then they just started getting fucking fist fucked by flak and fucking anti-aircraft fire. Because, yeah, they did a daytime jump. On September 17th, 1944. And like, okay, shit's going wrong. And then all of a sudden that, that glider gets hit. They have to go down. That was really cool. I actually liked that scene as a whole, right? Um, From there on, it was just kind of like, let's just climb down this fucking shitty hole and let's just do it slow. Oh, now, now we're on the ladder. Oh, now we fell. And now we're down into this pit of shit. It's like you started out with something that was okay. And then you, you climbed into that pit after that fucking scene. And overall, a lot of cool shit, a shitload of continuity errors, like a metric amount of shitload of c- continuity errors, a metric amount of those. Um, Also historical accuracy, not great as far as, um, a bunch of things that we'll talk about but like it's it, it had so much potential but you can tell this is a european made film because of the lack of certain aspects such as firearms etiquette and firearms handling um uh, tactics like placement of artillery and shit like that <clears throat> and so yeah it was like it was okay so um devon yes <laughs> go ahead guy, opening, thoughts, opening thoughts opening okay
3: well first off this movie is not great i didn't i like i've seen it before but I, i'm even if i've seen a movie a million times i'll still sit there and pay attention to it i wasn't doing anything else while i was watching the movie but like as a Canadian expert, I really don't need to be here for this movie. They didn't do a lot of Canadian stuff, like at all. There's one guy. <laughs> what are you talking about? One the guy. Whole
2: entire second half is all Canadian. But they got the Naturally, turtle helmets. You know, yeah, su-
3: yeah, yeah. Supposed to be Canadians, but they're all using British stuff with British uniforms. There's one guy in a Canadian uniform, and it's one officer talking when they're in the like barn warehouse thing and they're like briefing everybody <laughs> before the attack, there's one guy with a Canadian uniform one in the entire movie. And it's probably cause that guy is like a nerd <laughs> and that's his own actual uniform. But like, other than that, everyone's yep. wearing British crap. I was going to say, the they be wearing green. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cause then the Canadians never had an austerly pattern uniform The 39 pattern battle dress never had exposed buttons. Um, It was more green than brown. They're all wearing British, actually, like, 44 pattern... Or later, Austerli pattern uniforms. Which, at that point, would have been actually kind of rare to see. You would have seen more P-40 uniforms. Not really the P-44. So, and... Yeah, just just a lot of stuff that's not right continuity wise. So but and then the whole paratrooper uniforms are all British. <laughs> they're not Canadian at all.
1: Well they're not uh, supposed to be Canadian
3: though. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. So it it was bad. So it was just really bad. We
1: could pass the torch on to Felonius.
3: Oh, that's a we'll pass it on to other Okay. My- um yeah so i was
4: you know i watched this movie with you two uh a little over what a year ago now um two years yeah, yeah okay almost so uh and yeah it's you know it's i think the reason why this movie got a lot of notoriety is because you can tell there is a significant budget there's a lot of stuff in it the sets are all really cool looking you know they're all very grandiose and there's a lot of extras and there's you know lots of guns and bunkers and such um it's an interesting thing to make a movie about, you know, this this particular batter, battle to single it out. Um, I just don't like the story that's written around it. I uh, don't find it interesting. I, uh, you know, I... Uh, it's it's just so... Uh, I, I don't know, it's just so annoying to me. I understand if certain people are suckers for this kind of thing. I'm not. Um, it seemed like the first... The, the the first two thirds of the movie were, could have been condensed into like the opening 30 minutes. And then the rest of the movie could be about the battle. Like, I'm so, I don't really care about the, the doe eyed pouty lips, French girl or, or Dutch girl, excuse me. And, uh, you know, all of, uh, all of that's in her br- dumb brother and this, the rock and everything. I just don't care. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike is laughing at me. Um, but uh, no, it's true, it's but true. uh, and I don't know. And, and the whole like obvious thing where, of course, this German general who appears you know very nice at first is going to be you know a, an evil baddie. You know, it's like it's you can smell it from a mile away, it's so obvious. And um, he's got the iron cross on and everything, like I mean, come on, <laughs> yeah.
1: Knight, knight's cross, by the way, cross, Knight, yeah, right.
4: exactly. You know, and he, he uh, you know, he, he. He says, oh, of course, I will give him a light treatment. And it's like, of course, he's not going to. Like, it's so obvious. And um, I, I, I thought with that, like, okay, if you want to mix this up a little bit, make it a little interesting, in my opinion, anyway, have it be to where this German general guy that's in control of all this stuff going on. Maybe he does have like a sense of honor and he is, you know, like trying to, oh, I actually do want to go about this by the book, but because of shit with other people involved, the SS or whatever, that kid does eventually get killed, you know, in a firing squad. And maybe this German general who was friends with the doctor, maybe he, like, feels bad about that. That's something, you know, other than just have him
3: killed, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But the Germans got to be the bad guys. And they all got to be incompetent and not able to hit shit with their MV 40s from 10 feet away. The one, like, German, like, the one german protagonist
4: and this isn't even german he's dutch you know so it's like yeah there's no there's nothing redeemable about the any of the germans in this um but yeah and then i just don't really care about what's going on with the the british paratroopers and all that stuff i it, it, it's just there's a lot in this movie that i just don't care about it just fails to grab me um even though there's a lot of things that look cool in it the glider stuff looks neat um yeah it just story-wise um just was really lacking in my opinion um brian
3: another cool thing about this movie it's called the forgotten battle but i don't think anybody who's been making movies since like the 60s mm-hmm. has ever forgotten about operation market garden <laughs> well <laughs>
4: i think it's funny i'm just saying i think like, it's funny it's called the forgotten battle because i
3: forget about everything in it
4: you know i was like yeah. trying to because we'd watch this and i was trying to remember it you know like because you know, i got to watch it again i was like what the fuck even happened in that movie? I don't even remember, but, uh, so, okay. Uh, pass off. I passed off to, uh, Z, uh, Zealand's. Yeah. uh, So
0: no, the build off what you have to say, Mike, it's, um, what is this movie about? Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, is it about occupation? Is it about people having to decide what to do under occupation to serve? Is it about the liberation of the Zealands? Is it about the Canadians that just show up and there's this is about like. Is it a resistance know? film? Uh, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so many things. Is it things. about Russia? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot to talk about with this film, you know, but like, just, just started off with is just what was going on, you know? There's just so many things going on, and, you know, there's so many cool things this movie has going for it. They had very good sets, they had very good props. They had very good looking actors, you know, but everything else sucked. And in a lot of ways, it just shows the problem with modern day filmmaking. If you really don't have a grasp totally on your subject, you know, and it just is a really sad what could have been. Um, But it's what is it? You know, like and I know we'll get into that, but it's just annoying. And the other thing I don't like about this is that, eh, you know, we're a generation or two removed now from the occupation. So people. When they look at it, they have to ask their grandmothers or whatever, or read books. And, you know, those sources aren't the best. The real people that live through the German occupation that made movies in the 50s and 60s and 70s that showed the brutality of the real occupation are the ones that are on there. You know, everything since the mid 80s has been like this courtroom drama of like, ooh, the Germans are here, but I'm going to protect my son. And it's like, no, 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 you're owned. <laughs> These people are better than you and they know it and you're a subject like it's just, I hate this courtroom aspect to the resistance or the occupation that you get in modern films. I hate this idea of, like, the give and take of occupation. It's like, you don't understand. No, 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 Go fuck with the police station and see what happens. That's the exact equivalent. You're playing with fire. You know?
2: Don't worry. They can't shoot a kid hopping over a fence with an MP40. So it's totally oh, my
4: God. Fine. The worst MP40 gunplay ever. <laughs>
2: Can yeah. I can I just
4: say this? But where you're because I was thinking this, Brian. Towards the end of the movie, I was like, the girls in the like the little prison down there. It's like, just should have just stayed at home, like and done your, you know, like why you didn't even get involved in this shit, you yeah. know. You know, the same like, with the kid. It's like, why'd you throw that rock? What the fuck is wrong well, with you? Re-
0: resistance is 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 a is a personal question. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's what is resistance at the end. And I know we've kind of talked about this before, but you know, what is resistance? Resistance is a lot of different things they showed more of the, you know, violent, like, you know, not the passive resistance, the more aggressive resistance that has, you know, more ramifications, obviously. But I just hate the way it was done after the fact. It's like, this is stupid, you know. I really have to get to Army of Shadows. And where it's like, okay, fucking the reality of this situation. And also, why does every single, like, operation like this turn into... A mock version of the Guns of Navarone. There's always a cripple. They have to bring with them everywhere. And then yeah. they have to leave him behind and dies heroically. And it's like, it, oh my God. It's, it's just a trope, dude. Yeah.
1: What there was is a lot there was a lot movie? of tropes that were collected from I saw from a bunch of different films. Oh, yeah. That were Because
0: it doesn't there. know what it is. But I will leave it with this and then pass it on to Nate. The glider scene was awesome. Very well done. Very well shot. Very well executed. And that's the only reason to watch this movie.
2: no I will um everything's pretty much been said when you go last um but I mean yeah no I mean like this movie the the beginning does really well um it's kind of all over the place in terms of like what are you supposed to be paying attention to which we've all said um but that glider scene is great I will say I enjoyed the movie up to where Draco Malfoy gets a vada like right in the face, you know, like that's that's where the movie dies for
4: me. Are you talking about that stupid standoff scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's like why would yeah, that that, guy even do that? Yeah. Then that's Draco <laughs>
2: Malfoy. Who, who's that guy? So yeah. Right. From Harry Potter. Yeah. 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 Nerd. Nerd alert. Um, Harry
1: Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Nerd uh, alert.
2: Nerd alert. And so. Nerd alert. I loved it until that point, and then it just got like, quick plug the holes. Plug the plot lo- holes like it just it was just uh, m- m- all over the place. And it was just like, OK, you've lost me. I loved. Although as a boater, I am mad that the, the Germans are that stupid not to check around the corner for guys in the marsh. What? But, you know, like yeah, that was I, so I was like. I was like, you all are gonna you all should be dead too. That's three like something from ago. like a
4: Metal Gear like video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Stand still, <laughs>
2: they won't see you. Yeah, yeah. Like that was that was the only thing that bothered me. But this but I will say where this movie stands out uh above many is I love the sets. And I love yes. the sets really well in the flooded town. Yeah. that, was, yeah, that really, was really cool really fucking cool and i wish, absolutely wish we could have stayed the whole entire time in that city in that, that town awesome. yeah. like that all, like insane. a battle in that town that would have been fucking cool mm-hmm. instead yeah instead like i get that location probably was miserable to shoot in and all that kind of shit so that's why they they went to dry land fight on a dike. um but you can't say that nate the a land dike is that does that work for you The the Dyke and Percy's land, yeah. Yeah. So when they did, when he got to like the Canadians quotation mark, that's when I was gone. I was like, I'm on my phone. Just
4: don't even care at that point. I
2: well, like, well, well, uh, because I know we're gonna, I know we're gonna launch into what we launch into the conversation after me. But I mean, you know, there, there, there are two things that really, really stood out as like, holy crap, this is like, ugh is gunplay and gun tactics and squad tactics. Horrible. Horrible. Three, then. I'm adding three because I just remembered it as I went. The squad tactics, I wanted to, I wanted, ah, ah. Like, just, you don't cluster 15 feet apart from each other. Don't just charge at them like you look like reenactors. I see that when I'm doing reenacting. I don't want to see it in my films. Like there's enough fat airborne people who charge at me through the woods. I don't need to fucking see it in a movie. It's the
4: same with the Germans lining the trenches.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Although that's not as egregious, but yeah. I mean it's it was it was horrid. But um no. Oh, and to comment on the continuity, I'll hand off to Brian to start. Um, the they did so many flips i noticed the mirror shots. yes yes
4: yeah yeah did you
2: notice MG the mg42 the mg42 coming side. out of the left yeah. side i'm like i'm like wow that would make the mg42 really good for me if it was made for that but it's not and that's how i see these things so i'm left-handed so it's like that's not right not at all paw. yeah um brian go ahead
0: yeah so no i agree with everyone and uh well like i said in my comment, but i just wanted to jump right into it because yeah. i think we all could all No, let's just jump things. into
4: it
2: that
0: Narva sequence is so be- fucking shitty. <laughs> oh, my God. The like what remember, sequence? The Narva sequence, the Eastern Front sequence. Narvik. So the only, thing, the
2: only thing they did right was the firing Narva rate of for a 41. July. It was the Ju- only Ju- thing they nailed yeah. right was a 41 July, The 42 rate. the
0: rate, fire rate as well, but no. The Battle mm. of Narva, or the Tannenberg Line, which happened in uh, late summer, early fall of 1944. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, okay. Narva. Yeah. They, yep, it's yep, in the movie Tannenberg yep. Line, 1944. It's, that's actually a movie we have to get to as well soon. That's really cool. Um, it's actually a really well-done Eastern Front movie with, like, Scandinavians and shit. Nobody's ever seen it. But anyway, um, that whole fucking Eastern Front sequence is so bad. And how, like, you know, it's just shot to, like, you know, I don't know, be this really stupid sequence. The way they use the T-34 is just, like, Ugh! being it's a tanker. This is cringe. It's a bulldozer. Like, yeah. oh, my God. It's just, like, dude, hang up on that hill and just fucking, you know, anyway. Ugh using
4: how you should oh my god you know it's just like well i, I with a lot of the guns in this i don't think i don't think uh i don't know if any live or, or sorry not live but blank ammo was even used because i saw all of the after effects uh muzzle flashes there were yeah. some there were some
2: scenes that were not present at all and that my favorite one is a lee enfield where it shoots and you see the guy go it fires and he goes
4: yeah. yeah, the <laughs> like, fake recoil. Like, yeah,
0: what, what I, you know, what I noticed throughout the, the the fighting and everything, and when I watched it the first time, I really was not impressed because like the trailers were really cool for it. They mostly focused on like, the airborne aspect of it, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be cool. And then it turned out to be something different. But I hate the ending battle because of like, how close it is and everything. You know, it, it's just like the way it's shot is so bad. But what I realized as I watched the film was all the combat very 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 tightly choreographed for everyone's safety like that's why it looks like shit and that's why it plays like shit because they're like they're so safety conscious and i think that's where again it plays into what you said might be a a european production you know again they had a real 88 they had all this really 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 cool stuff and really really cool sets but they were afraid of what they were using
1: no, they, didn't they, they put an idiot in a spot that they would literally never well, fucking put it in.
0: That's movie stuff, yeah, and that, that's really but, shitty. Yeah. And they packed the frame. But like, as far as like the comedy is, like if, when you when you watch it and you think about it from the safety aspect, yeah, it's I, like, oh, one hundred percent. I, I yeah. yeah, been there. You yeah. know, it's exactly it's, what it's, it is. They're herding actors into different places for safety. You know, not shooting Devin in the fucking chest right off. It's over there. <laughs> this is... <laughs> you know it's like it's not it's just way too choreographed and it's like that that when you do that 50 times over a few days it's you a lose, dance is what it is exactly dance. yeah and you lose the it's fun. like
1: yeah it, the it doesn't it doesn't look real at all That's not like it, that's the why it, it just like with, with all the combat in this entire film like it just it looks so there's a balance you can get to like you guys don't act. They don't actually have to shoot, which is a really cool thing that I don't, I don't think a lot of like people understand, like directors and producers and um, advisors on says, you don't have to make the guys shoot. You just have to make them react to as if they're being shot at. And we did that in Revelé. We used those uh, fucking uh, the dirt balls, right? Yeah, the,
4: the zirconium balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And that made those guys fucking react. And most of them didn't shoot. And it still looked okay. Yep. I'm not saying it looked good. I'm not saying it looked bad. It looked like okay. Like that's they're reacting to. Oh shit! I don't want to get hit by one of those fucking things. Bam. You know. So you don't have to shoot. And they they made these guys like that. I've noticed like in all the combat scenes, they made them shoot at least once. And I'm like, I know it's for the theatrical effect. I get that. But is it worth it for the the reality of it. Like,
4: are you talking about the, like the what running and everything. shooting and all that? Like, you know,
1: well, everything, every, every, every scene. Yeah. The gunplay in general. Exactly. Okay. And like every scene you see these guys in, when they're in combat, they're always shooting back. Right. It doesn't matter what side it's on or whatever. It, it's just like, they're always shooting back. It's like, well, most of the time in combat guys don't fire. Cause they're trying to get to cover and they're scared. And they're not thinking about, Oh shit one round's going to fucking turn this battle. No, they don't think about that. Like cover that concealment, was not at then all...
3: return fire. What, what's up then? Cover concealment then return fire.
1: Right, and that was not taking <clears throat> any consideration in this film as far as the gunplay and the combat sequences were concerned in my opinion. I I so.
2: I, I will say in terms of cover, there is some I'll I'll give this comparison. There was at least knowledge implemented on film of what was concealment and what was cover Um, for some of the battle stuff. And the only reason why I say that is let's use Siege of Jadaville, which for the most part did, but there are some things where it's like, oh, a 50 cal, I'll use a brick wall, a single layer brick wall. And it's like, at least with these, with this film, I did notice it was dirt or hard concrete and at least it wasn't like hey i hid behind a wagon and it blocked all the mg42 yeah. rounds. So i will say they did at least do that for some of the stuff like one of the shots that i actually kind of liked was the one with the conch with the the dragon's teeth that were in mm-hmm. the middle of the 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 dike um <laughs> phrasing and, just, just and fucking it's say. Just, at, at, just no fucking no 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 you. i'm just i i laughed at my own joke the earth and yeah. levy
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The earthen
2: yeah. levy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But like but like him, him. like, what I did like was that there was three of them, and there was one, you know, his buddy got the middle, he got the one on the right, and this other guy came in and crowded him, and he pushed him out of the way, and then he freaked out, and he, he went from his, his one that he was at to his buddy's to the third one on the left. I did like that. There were some aspects of the combat I did like, but majority of it is just low crawling through mg fire you know they all got screwed with no smoke cover no you know they would have been given smoke cover at least something somewhere somehow like there should have been something else in if we want to pick apart it as reality it's like there would have been smoke cover there would have been something to keep them from being able to, to keep them to keep advancing up through a heavy fortified location yes. like that and the thing was is that was not portrayed in the film they're just slaughtered into this you know fucking so thing. Let-
1: I think, I think we should ask Devin about this because uh, you had a good rant when we initially did this um, about, okay, would the Canadian Army ever do something like that? And if so, what would their tactics be? So why don't you take over, Devin? They
3: would never have actually done anything like that. Not even close. I mean, there's not a lot of Canadians and there's not. You're, you're saying what, what they did in the people. film
2: or what I'm suggesting?
3: They they it, it just wouldn't have done anything like what they did in the film. Gotcha. They all clustered together, running along the top. Of yeah. The, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, that's, you know, that's what a, the, a lot
4: of these movies depict. The, the, the armies, they're just a big mob that, like, just, mm. you know, run into shit. Yeah.
2: Chinese wave tactics. That's what I thought of this. Yeah, and As that's when pretty the, when much when that, what that, it looked that, like.
3: And it's like, yeah. they wouldn't have done that. And, like, at the time of the day they did the attack, too, there actually would have been, like, a ton of fog because there is, like, pretty much every day. At that point, especially in the fall. Um and there's just bright sunshine, open land, there's no really no defenses either on like the German side. It's literally just guys running on top of a dirt mound. That's so the whole so attack. so Devin,
1: say say they actually did they were retarded enough to do this, right? Yeah. Say the Canadians like they got a shitty leader or something, mm-hmm. and they were stupid enough to do this kind of thing. How would have how did it have compared to what they portrayed in the film versus real life?
3: Well, first of all, the Canadians probably would have shot the commander and then they would have got a different <laughs> commander and did a different attack because that's just literally wasting troops. It's, and, and that's all it would have been in the time too. If somebody would have been like, Hey, eh? you're <laughs> fucking crazy. Like we can't do this. That's just a waste. One guy with an MG 42, gonna rake across there and next thing you know you got 70 fucking casualties you know like there's no place for them to hide they're not spread out they're not they're all holding their weapons wrong they're doing this they're not advancing how you would advance they're literally just like slightly hunched over jogging across open terrain in a tight cluster like nobody no, nobody not since the days of like ah we gotta siege jerusalem with our swords would have ever been in that tight of a formation like it doesn't make any sense you know and it's a waste of human life and resources to do that and nobody would have ever done that
0: yes and no. on top of, of all that you have like incognito canadian man yeah like as far as we know yeah. he went home to canada and just assume someone's identity. Like, yeah. no, like, you just have this crazy ordeal. Wow, you didn't die. Mm-hmm. Now you go to your
1: unit. <laughs> like, yep. you know. Well, and yeah. also, also, really, I want to I point this out. He was a glider pilot.
0: Wearing the wrong helmet, before I forget.
1: The. They have the wrong they, helmets for the glider they pilots. They have not been. So glider pilots had have this been,
0: crazy fucking, like, brown painted. It's a mix between a dispatch rider's helmet and a Mark I fiber helmet, and it's got like the big crazy ears on the side. It looks really cool. They have them in the original Bridge Too Far. They're very rare, but they just used RAF flight caps.
1: So we, we, okay, ones. so we're giving we're going to try to get the film, the best of the doubt. Could he have shit canned that and grabbed one off of a dead no. guy? No, because
0: yeah. glider pilots use a very specific thing. Yeah. All right, but anyway, Especially he's British a glider.
1: Pi- he's a glider pilot. He's not an infantryman. So as soon as the Canucks picked him up, and he said, "Hey, I'm a glider pilot," would he have not been on the next fucking trip back to fucking England as soon it as? That would possible? have
3: been like the lines yeah. are back there. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Why yeah. would they fold right. into that <laughs> yet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Here's a bunch of Canadian no. faux Canadian yeah. gear. You
1: know. Here's your British yeah. gear with your fucking Mark III helmet, and your fucking. We can't decide whether it's a. Number one or number four, but hey. They would have been all number here you fours, go. but sure. Because it's it's so different from so many <laughs> scenes. But like, here you go, and you're now an infantryman. Because you know everything about that, because you're a glider pilot. So yeah, hey. See, that's yeah, that's such a stupid
4: way to try and tie all of the different parts of the movie together. And it's like- right sub C. It's like like why even have all that (laughs) unless it's based on an actual thing that happened, why even have all that stuff with the glider guys? Just have like it be a Canadian perspective. Have a Canadian soldier.
0: So that did happen. There's actually a really cool portion of um a bridge too far, the book. So there were two routes to Market Garden. There was a northern route and a southern route. Um the northern route went over zealand and the southern route, like kind of went over Belgium and then up uh Hell's Highway or the uh highway 30 i forget what the real name of it was at the time but it, it went across Iowa.
3: flanders and came up from the south and yeah the, dropped,
0: yeah. But, yeah the 82nd went to the south and the 101st and the first airborne went to the north because there was a bunch of 101st 82nd airborne or 101st c-47s that didn't make it in gliders and there's a few stories of like one guy his fucking plane crashed and his whole stick drowned except for him and he was able to get captured some very fascinating stories that come out of this there was like the show in the film incredibly heavy flack over these areas you know, because they already had these flak batteries. Daytime fucking
1: jump. It's like,
0: well, there were two, there were a few daytime jumps during the war. Um,
1: Yeah. And they all fucking failed miserably.
0: Well, varsity was the one that was the best, but that was, you know, for for different reasons, the best, but the Southern, well, I mean, during the day that went as far as the daytime jumps, it was the least opposed.
3: It went the closest to plant.
0: Yes. Yeah. But, um, no, the Southern route didn't have any issues, but again, that's because they went over, you know, allied lines. It it would have been fine if they did it both routes over Allied lines, but unfortunately it didn't work. And But this area was heavily, you know, fortified for the the bombing operations because a lot of the bombers would fly over Holland to go into northern Germany. So that was the first ring that they would have. Like, I think they showed part of that in um, Memphis Bell. Like, the second you hit the coast, you get your first wave of flak, And then it's kind of like, you know, okay, and then you get fighters and stuff, and then you get the really bad flack. So But the coast is always something to worry about, and it just was unfortunate that these guys flew over the northern route you know um but on top of that yeah there's so many fucking plots it's like
1: once yeah. you get past
0: a certain point the film is just like checking off boxes with different lumbering well, plots because they, it's like, to oh, a
1: what there? But- they try to do a tarantino thing of like getting a bunch of different plots initially and then bringing them, them all, all together. together and and they all come perch. together at the end. But there is it's no, not. It's not Dutch fiction. There's you know, no like,
4: <laughs> so, kind of like with Midway. There's no strong central
3: narrative to tie it all together properly. Right.
1: You know? It's all just. It's all these little stories. It's like they're vignettes. Yeah, but it's, it's like not okay, stories make a we
3: needed to hear. We didn't need <laughs> any of the Russia part. We didn't need any of the like training type stuff. We did. We what are, didn't are you talking about, Devin? Like I, if
1: we did, if we didn't know about Russia, like. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to see him wearing his wound badge on the complete wrong fucking pocket and have an iron cross second class. We but they can with just give him, him that and put
3: it, it on his wrong pocket without needing to show Russia. You know, <laughs> exactly. like we have to. Like...
1: We
4: have to know that our conflicted protagonist is a badass. He, the strength of subplot. Oh, sorry, Michael. No, just say like he killed. He blew up the yeah. tank, even though he's conflicted and oh, I'm Dutch and all this crap. It's just like he's still fucking cool you know how to they do could that. show
3: him that he's a badass he could also be able to like at some point during a battle that takes place like in the netherlands actually manage to hit stuff with his gun mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you know like that's all it would take for this guy oh this guy means business that's all it would take you didn't yeah. need you didn't need the like hour of this movie that didn't need to be there showing different parts that have nothing to do with operation market garden
1: also, and where the all... fuck is his tank destruction badge? Just, just yeah, he curious. didn't get that. <laughs> just... Hey, man, shit takes time, okay? Like, yes. you know, paperwork, motherfucker.
4: It, it shows up right when he dies. Like,
0: <laughs> also, the time frame for when he got wounded in Russia in August to arriving on the Western Front is completely unrealistic. But
3: yeah. you know, he left bad. it next to his hospital um, bed. He was like, "Fuck, I knew I it, forgot something." My,
0: my yeah. favorite subplot, you know, four C where. The glider pilot's father is best friends with Churchill somehow, so let's fit that in there. You know, yeah. like,
1: <laughs> yeah. What?
0: Why? You know, you're a glider
3: yeah, well, pilot why? guy. You're not Who even a real a pilot. You're a you
0: know,
4: glider. You actually are gonna show, Like, I thought this was the forgotten battle of the Battle of the Scheldt. Um, I thought they were gonna like show some of that. What they, they they really missed out on is that like a lot at the the Battle of the Shelt, a lot of the Canadians um, used uh, American Amtrak's. And uh, stuff like that. That would have been fucking awesome to see that stuff.
0: Yeah. And Ryan Crossing 2 for varsity, they use a lot of. Right. A lot for of sure. those,
4: yeah. For, like stuff you'd see in the Pacific. And uh, they make greyhounds and such. But no, you don't. I don't remember even one like armored vehicle in this when it came to the. I think maybe I saw one. No, it's
1: just the Canadians are just retarded. Yeah. yeah. Retarded guys that mob forward. You also fucking... can't tell
3: they're Canadian unless you knew that the right. Canadians were actually there in real life because they look nothing like Canadians. Like.
1: So, okay, really... Go ahead, Brian. I'll say
0: this quickly. So, the vehicles are interesting. They're all over the board. Some are... I mean, they're all World War II-esque. Um, some, of the British, <laughs> some of the British stuff is very early, and it's not really correct. Like, there's a very early reconnaissance car that really shouldn't be there, but it's Yeah, cool I saw see. that. Whatever that one was. Yeah, it has was. the two turrets on the top. It's yeah, got a special yeah, yeah. name. And then the German stuff looked okay. It's nice coupe wagons, and they had some very nicely camouflaged vehicles, too. Whoever the vehicle owners that <laughs> they, showed up good job. They did, did, did. Job. yeah
1: those were good and, and yep. over
0: the mirrors or the windshields and yep yep
1: yep yep yep. but yep.
0: my biggest problem was the cargo that they have in the glider three guys in a jeep the fuck like that's no 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 no. you're using this is the biggest airlift ever you're using every single inch like that no it's either platoon of guys or like 10 you guys have 16 like, fucking guys yeah like yeah. no no, no. There, there's no way there's there, there's three random fucks in a jeep like it, that no that's valuable space fuck it's you. an important like, so, jeep okay yeah, I I love jeeps too. Get me wrong, especially British Airborne jeeps because they're really cool. They're really cool. Well,
2: but like fucking Brian, don't worry. No, uh, a colonel steel bolted a bunch of steel to the bottom oh. of it to make it bulletproof. That's why it crashed, Brian. No, <laughs> that never happened. Nice <laughs> reference there, Nate. No. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Got yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So wait, what like what fucking... are you gonna say, Nate? You're, you're, the
1: fucking floor is well, yours. No, I
2: wanted to ask Brian a question. What was that? What was that vehicle? Uh, when he's joining up with the Canadians, is when he's rolling out, and it's like this, like weird like scout vehicle pull it up (sighs) all right fine give me a second go on i'll pull it up the half tracks are wrong too they're all so dude don't get me
0: started on the
4: bunkers and stuff like that well there were
0: three companies that made half tracks during the war there were there
2: mg-42s in them mike a
0: (laughs) (laughs) those bunkers would
2: completely
4: non-existent so don't even don't
0: even go there there was diamond T. there was international harvester and there was white International Harvester made all the half-tracks for the um, exportation. So, like, Russia got international, and the Commonwealth countries, they got international half-tracks. And the way you can tell is they have curved armor on the rear. And a lot of times, when you watch movies, for example, Kelly's Heroes use the wrong half-tracks the other way around. They use British half-tracks, and they should be using American half-tracks. But it's the squareness of the armor. So, that's the first British or Canadian vehicle you see, and it's got the winch on it and everything. When, when You want see crosses
3: over.
1: So devin um canadian troops using uk equipment uh when did that become a big thing like in the first world war
3: there is one instance of canadian troops using brit obviously they would use british guns and stuff like that through the vast majority of the war just because of supply lines and pretty much all of the canadian guns would go from canada to the uk and then be issued out across the services but there's one instance of Canadians wearing British uniforms and it's literally 1943 to 44 in Italy. And it's just because the Canadians had no way to get lines to like get Canadian uniforms to them. They didn't have supply lines that so went all the way to Italy. So, and so that's the only instance that you, we have any documentation of in real life of Canadians wearing British equipment and wearing British uniforms is in Italy.
1: So, So, okay. So we're at, we're we're past fucking, you know, overlord. Yeah. We're, we're in this, so they're going to be wearing Canadian. These would have been fresh Canadians.
3: Um, The only time you're, you're going to see maybe Canadians even wearing American stuff at this point would have been some stuff that they kept left over from the D-Day landings. Like, but even then, would be very few and far between at this point. Like
1: next to nothing. So, yeah. So th- at this would point, be Canada Canadian is supplying. Stuff. Yeah, Canada supplying their troops. Yes, with what they need at this point. The
3: vast majority of them too wouldn't have had Mark III turtle helmets at this point. I was
1: that's what I was going to ask about uh, earlier. It the ones like, that participated
3: had, in D Day would have had turtle helmets. You would have seen the vast majority would have been Mark II. Brodies. Mark
1: twos. Yeah. Mark twos. Yep. That's that's literally a question were, I was gonna ask you earlier.
0: Were they piecemealed in, like throughout the rest of the war?
1: You would or, see them
3: piecemealed in, but the British would ultimately get first first come on their helmets because the Canadians never manufactured turtle helmets. So
0: I know that interesting. I know that like in the winter of forty four forty five, you don't see. I mean, you see a lot of hats and stuff and, and everything else. And then you see some Brody helmets in the spring. But what was, like, the ratio? I mean, I know it's very hard to say. but In roughly, Canadian,
3: how- in the Canadian terms, it was about four-fifths of the helmets would have been Brody helmets. So you would by have seen about 20% being Turtle helmets by the end. And, like, Canada didn't hmm. replace the Mark II Brody until literally the 70s. That was their standard helmet until the 70s. They never adopted the turtle helmet. All the turtle helmets they had were leased from...
1: And they went to the M1, correct? Yes,
3: they went to U.S. (laughs) Vietnam era M1s. So, and they would stick out those until the CG-634. So, like, they had Mark II Brody helmets for the longest time. They would get British uh, turtle helmets on lease during Korea and during World War II, but they would all be returned after those conflicts. So...
0: Interesting, huh. Yeah, wow. And uh, on the scale of the British, I mean, you see Brody's till the end of the war, some units, but what was you seem about 50 50 scale? with the
3: British, 50 50 turtles and
0: Brody's? So, because hmm. I know by Korea, it's like hats or, or like you know, number fours when you do see them, mm-hmm. mark, I think, mark fives by then, actually, but um very interesting to know that yeah canada has these very peculiar peculiar
3: things. stuff that doesn't make yeah, any yeah. sense we're just still using the brody helmet in the 70s just <laughs> like yeah hey man here we go you know
0: Rhodesia's like about to fall mm-hmm. and <laughs> here's some guy in ottawa that's hey, right man. <laughs> let me
2: get my frisbee uh, out
3: <laughs>
2: what is it um it's right here so it's it's this vehicle. Not at that not one. Not that one. The you one mean that half it. track? Following it. What is that? It's a dingo. It's a dingo. What the fuck yeah. is a dingo? It's a scout dingo. car. It's, it's really cool. It's car. a very, It's oh. a It's
0: an armored scout car that has an automatic transmission and two differentials where you can go... It's got 10 gears and you can go the same speed forward you can in reverse. Mm-hmm. So you can literally scout go car, 70 yeah. miles backwards. Yeah. Huh. You can do it like a 60, set of seats 70 the miles an hour backwards. Yeah. yeah no, dingoes are really fucking cool. Huh. Um... And there was Daimler's as well that were in there, mm-hmm. uh, which is really neat to see. They're very tall. And Humbler's yeah. as well was the other British armored car. They were also very tall. And then you see uh, the T-17, or is that the Humbler? Am I getting that?
3: Also, how come we never saw any uh, universal carriers? Something the British had like yeah, a gajillion like, like, of that would have definitely you been You see been tons present. of
0: T-16s yeah. everywhere in the States. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. That would have been really cool. Like a fucking, like imagine like a platoon on carriers. Yeah. Cause
3: they would have, that that would have been one of the, especially these people that are leading a a wave, you know, like into Mm -hmm. a country, there would have been just miles of universal carriers. They were so fucking cheap to make. And it was such a good way to move people and supplies, especially across really wet, muddy terrain like this. And you don't see a single one in the whole movie
0: the brand carrier is one of the unsung heroes of the war it is Uh, it's like it's like the the commonwealth jeep you Mm -hmm. know i mean the bedfords are great trucks don't get me wrong but like having those tracks the universals were great yeah everywhere yeah in the deserts you know in normandy like Mm -hmm. you see a ton of them and oh they're just great vehicles you know and they have really cool straight eight engines a lot of power it's fucking really great
2: Speaking of uh, Bren carriers, uh, I noticed there was an MK3 Bren, and mainly only MK3 Brens in the battle. I know that's or straight not mags, correct.
0: huh? High tell? straight mags the, or the
2: sights, because the MK because oh, the Mark Twos and the Mark ones have the the circle sight.
0: Mark Mark 2s also have the rear sight. No, only the Mark one has the no the roundel.
2: I I don't know. There was a there Devin, was a transitional. Help me out. There was I, a I transitional mean, model that had the roundel sight. I'm pretty sure I'm Mark pretty 2. sure Mark One and Mark Two had the the radial 2. sights,
3: and then the three is the only one with the pop. Okay, I defer to someone that was born in a Commonwealth country. So um, <laughs> well, I'm asking you. <coughs> so the Bren sights are actually like removable because they're all slotted, dovetailed for scopes. Those all mm-hmm. just can come mm-hmm. off and be replaced. They had a couple different models of sight, so that could be whatever if one was damaged, or they could just slide a new one on. So oh, okay. we're both right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. that's the most Canadian answer I've heard <laughs> yeah, ever. <laughs> well, we there, both yeah. can walk away amicably.
0: Yeah. Well, because
2: like I, am I'm, I'm doing, I'm going really hard into Brens and Ross's because, because Devin keeps getting a bunch of links from me yep. every couple of weeks. I have another one for you. Oh, uh, perfect. Tonight. Yes. So good, yeah, good, you good. need good. to tell me it's been bubbled. Um, that last it, one was a disaster. Just the it was more I looked at it, <laughs> I was like, whoa. Nathan likes disaster. So, you know. I, I like broken objects just like you myself. She is
3: Webly. Ask him about his Webley. There's no parts for him. Like, if it was a thing that you could easily just, like, change something back out for, like a Lee Enfield, there's millions of parts for Lee Enfield. So, like, if you get above a Bubbled Lee Enfield, you could literally entirely reverse build one back. Yeah. And, like, I have one that, like, I've made. I bought it as a barreled action and literally bought unserialized parts from pre-World War I, because they're still out there for pretty cheap, yeah. and built a pre-World War I Lee Enfield. Like entirely, but Ross parts you can't find screws. Even you <laughs> yeah, can't do yeah, anything. Yeah. So like you have to get one that's good from the get go, or you're fucked. It, well, so. it's like
2: it's like the Danish crags. Like I'm I'm trying to go into a, a tailspin of those, and like there was one that was like bubba'd. and I was like, "There's no way," because I can't yeah. you can't find them anyway, and mm-hmm. then you can't definitely can't find parts. So it's just like oh, unbelievable. Yeah, no but like I um. But I've been doing a deep dive into brands, and um, and so I, I've been trying to, like, you know, the first thing you do, you go down that rabbit hole, you get the books, you yeah. get everything, and then you look at the movies, and you go, that's not right, that's not right, that's not yeah. right. But, but the like brands, everyone else, the... it's just a brand. They don't realize right. there's, like, seven brands. And exactly. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 well, the problem is, is, like, they didn't hold on the brand that long, and they didn't hold it on the site side, so I can't. Specifically, tell. I just saw the guy looking down a peep site, and I'm like, "That's that's an MK3, maybe." But like you said, they might change yeah. them out, Brian. The only brand
1: that matters is a fucking L4A1. Change your mind. <laughs> I don't know about
2: that. <laughs> no, the only brand you should care about is the ones that can snipe Colonel Sanders from 300 yards away. Okay, right. those are the ones that matter. <laughs> All right, Brian, go ahead. Kentucky
0: Fried Chicken. Oh, battle fucking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh yeah. So this is a good point to ask, and we, we've kind of beat around it. But what if the, my most favorite surplus rifles or milsurps I should say is a number four Mark One, and especially a Long Branch Canadian number four Mark One. There's something very sexy about it, a Long Branch. Mm-hmm. I love the stock. Yeah, they're very beautifully made rifles. And why didn't they just use Mark IVs for the whole time in this movie? Like, there's they would have. The Canadians would
3: have had Mark IVs
0: well, at that I, point. I, exactly. Yeah, but like, why? Why do they have to have SMLEs? Because like, they're trying too sense.
3: hard to do the whole D-Day thing. They don't realize that this is Ugh. so far after D-Day because, like, uh, there's a lot of people that know, a lot of, well, there's a lot of people that don't know as well, but, like, there weren't any number fours during the first couple of waves on D-Day because... So, yeah, really They standardized on the SMLE because it had more finely adjustable sights. So... They did that to supposedly they didn't know what ranges they were going to be engaging at and stuff like that. And so having the more fine sights, they thought was going to be a thing they needed, potentially. So the first couple of waves of both British and Canadians all had SMLEs. And then you mm-hmm. see number fours come in after that, subsequent waves, because that was at the point where they had already transitioned to just the two position flip battle sites rather than having the adjustable ladder on the number fours so the number fours were too inconsistent site-wise so they just standardized on the SMLE because they all had the same sites and they did that for the first couple of waves during D-Day and so many people now believe that it's only one way or the other and but you would see the Canadians very shortly because that's what they made and they ran their supply lines and they were very good about supplying the Canadians with Canadian stuff because they didn't need to take supplies away from the British who are trying to, again, equip an entire empire, okay? And so the Canadians were very adamant about supplying their own stuff to not have problems with the supply line. So after D-Day, you see Canadians have pretty much nothing but number fours. And... They can't make up their mind. It's a huge problem when you see Canadians portrayed. It's always one or the other. They either go the D-Day route and they get SMLEs for the whole movie. Or they only supplied number fours. And bam, number fours for every single thing. It's never the mix you see. But you would see SMLEs and number fours mixed together. But by this point, you would see all of these fresh troops coming in for this invasion of a country, which would have been comprised mostly of fresh troops would have had pretty much all number fours and you don't see them. you see them charging across the dikes with SMLEs.
0: that's fascinating i had no idea about the d-day thing and the SMLEs for the first few waves mm-hmm. that's never heard that and that's really cool um and interesting you know I, I had i would expect you to say like they should have had number fours for two or three years but that that's very interesting because i know in like you know the southern europe italy and everything supply lines are different there's a lot that goes into it it's a big watch. that could be literally
3: anything under the sun yeah the italian campaign is like guys it all gets... left over from north africa it's anything mm-hmm. under the sun but right yeah the northern europe would have been troops rotating back fresh troops coming in all the time and the only time you see a mishmash of stuff is d-day plus two or three days then it's pretty much folds into the canadians having their standard to the end of the war
1: so what are the, what are the Canadian guys that had the, um, the short leaves? What did they do with them? D plus two, three, whatever. You just they kept going with them
3: until they, until they broke obviously or something. And then you would, then you would get a number four.
1: Yeah. And so you're saying, especially with this rotation back when they were getting ready for market garden, mm-hmm. the guys that would have had short lees would have been brought back to England, turned those in and gotten number four. Probably. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You would see Canadians have SMLEs through the end of the war. But, oh, for
1: sure, for sure. But as guys would have been rotated in, but like
3: this is obviously clearly fresh troops. They're all being briefed. They're all training for this. This is all new rotation troops. They all mm-hmm. would have had number fours more than likely.
1: Yeah, long branch. Yeah.
3: So it's yep. just something you don't. Nobody really tends to get right. But once again, nobody really cares about Canada and actually doing it right, anyways. So well,
1: there's a lot of things that we're, that I don't think were cared about in this film, especially the fucking helmets mm-hmm. like we were talking about it's and like the
3: uniforms yeah. and the british uniforms that everybody except yeah, one like guy the, the is the gear
1: wearing. in general yep it's like really quick Nate I'll, and, 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 yeah, and I I was
2: just going to say the beginning scenes before the rock throwing there are some of ab- abysmal fucking german helmets we'll get there i'm just saying we'll get, saying, get, there. We'll get there. just saying we will get there. i went Sir. holy oh crap Mike b has poison pilled me in movies now <laughs> this sucks
1: fucking <laughs> terrible yeah but like sorry go ahead um so the canadian helmets because of what you just said so the helmets it's kind of the same concept as oh no actually no it's not the same concept that's what i'm going to ask you is so Veterans of Normandy and whatever would kept that went to helmets. Mark, they had had the Mark 3s mm-hmm. that they were issued for Normandy if they still had them. Yep, but you would also see the new guys being issued Mark 2s.
3: Yes, the one the troops coming from Canada would have been had would have had Mark II Brody helmets. Okay, so
1: yep, so this film really really shit the bed on that one. Mm-hmm. So. It's
3: just not as common. Everyone thinks the British, had, like the Canadians, were just attached to the British and they, they got everything no. the same. They didn't. Their statistics are so different. And people well, they, don't they, realize. They think
1: about World War One because the Canadians, they initially went over there with their own shit. And then things got so fucked yeah. up, which we've talked about on podcasts mm-hmm. before and live streams. It got fucked up. So then they had to have British equipment. But in World War Two, they were like, no, here we've got our supply line. We've got our manufacturing mm-hmm. going were good to go yep they clearly well and they
3: had been making stuff from very early on literally yes 39 to send to the uk while they were gearing up and
1: so like oh, their so supply the lines the,
3: were well yeah. established before the canadians were even really sending troops
1: oh so like yeah they that's were very gearing up the their supply
3: war. lines to help supply the british while they were gearing up before the Canadian army was even ready. So by the time the Canadian army is ready, the Canadian manufacturing lines and stuff like that are cranking out gear and helmets and rifles and shit. You might might
1: see British soldiers in like Northern Europe.
3: Italy and stuff like that with Canadian stuff. stuff. Wearing
1: Canadian stuff, Mm -hmm. Canadian battle dress. No, not battle
3: dress. The British would get their own uniforms, but you could see Canadian made field equipment, Canadian made guns, Canadian made helmets being used by the british early on before the canadian army was even ready the first time you see canadian troops fighting is in north africa but Mm -hmm. by that point you know the canadians had been making shit for the british by the time the landings happened in north africa you know for a year
0: just something to interject you know canada has this very interesting you know role in the war and people don't really know this but they landed in france right after dunkirk like About, I think, a week or two after Dunkirk, they landed in Normandy. Yeah. And they were going to start this new front. And then France surrenders. And what do they do? Go home. And they leave a lot of stuff behind. Like, it's really unfortunate. Like, they show up and then just leave. And, again, the Canadians have this very unfortunate series of events during the war. You have Dieppe. You have Ortona. You have just these really, really horrible things uh the chapel
3: uh, it's wherever it was you know yeah, South of the canadian Gino navy Beach. going to singapore um oh, right i don't know japan about oh, is about to conquer it and they lose a bunch of shit there you know, and, know that. Uh, yeah that was that was bad as well but and, but like you, you just look at like these superpowers these massive like empires in these countries with resources and money that they're literally fighting shoulder to shoulder with and they don't have any of that like they're fighting in normandy the normandy landings are Amer- the superpower of the world america all right and the largest empire in existence the british empire okay then you have one beach of the five is just canada which is a dunk ocean of trees in north america with nobody in it like they're stepping up to go toe-to-toe with the two largest superpowers in the world you know shoulder-to-shoulder there, and they really can't compete, but they somehow managed to not fall apart during all of this. I won't say pull as much weight, because they didn't. They were physically incapable of pulling as much weight as the entire British Empire or the full force of America. But, like, you see them stand up all the time and go shoulder-to-shoulder and just manage to not fall apart as this country with basically nothing all the time. Well, you know, according to *The Longest Day*,
0: the Canadians didn't even fucking participate. So I don't know. About, oh, yeah. This <laughs> is <mean, laughs> fair. Yeah.
4: There's one. There's one scene where the plane flies over uh, Juno Beach. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, just massacring Canadians. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only time we see you is when you're getting killed.
3: Just what body. is this? 1940? You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's just you know, and nobody ever gets anything right, unfortunately. So.
1: So let's go. Let's go back to what Nate brought up: is the German uniforms.
3: Don't you
4: love a, <laughs> an officer with his uh, officer's cap uh, in the front line? Hey, he and
2: had he his helmet on, but it didn't save his life. It's not bulletproof. Okay, okay. No, he never. That mustache
1: <laughs> motherfucker never no, had his helmet. No, on. he did.
4: He's the guy that gets shot when he's he like shoots the kid. Yeah, in the he back, did.
1: Right? Different different officer. Real. Different officer. Hmm. Pull it up, look, Nate. Look at the fuck. Pull it up, Nate. Pull he it was up,
0: wearing what? his helmet when he gets shot at the end. The guy that shot the but kid. But yeah, he didn't have 100%. his
1: helmet on. Yeah, but it, it like, wasn't the mustachioed fucking. don't make it was not up. him.
3: I, it is. It's him. his twin brother, Hans.
2: <laughs> Luigi, Devin King. Luigi and Mario. Yep. Yeah, I am Hans,
1: and he is Hans. Yeah, <laughs> to pump you up? <laughs> oh, that the joke went over everyone's head except Nate's. What is? What's that fucking? Okay. Right, you get Big it. Lebowski, that's what it was.
2: Cut off your Johnson. Yeah, I get, I get that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You, you, you're you're mix You're like Jesse Ventura. You're mix matching. Don't I tell
2: me how of... I mix match movies.
1: So I brought a little bit of the the North down to the Baja, and I call it Baja Shoda. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Nate. No, but like the German uniforms in general, before you pull it up, uh, they're pretty they're... bad.
3: I don't know anything about German uniforms, and even I know that's not right.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of... Well, here's the thing, too, is along with the Canadians and everybody in the goddamn film, where is your fucking field gear?
3: Shh, you don't need it. They're
1: losing in Russia. Shush. Well, no, but the Canadians, were they losing that in the invasion of Market Garden? I don't know. Sometimes, probably. Did, they had, sometimes they had a canteen on them. At and least one g- fuck-up probably lost so half the shit. When um,
0: we just shot our documentary, it's a very long, stressful story. But, um, you know, one of the things we did is we went to a reenactment and we, you know, there's a lot of reenactors there and stuff and, and very impressive kit. And at the end of the day, there was like 78 guys fully kitted out in their uniforms. And, you know, me and Nate did the math. It's probably like, you know, 150000 to $200,000 worth of shit there between weapons and, and kit and everything else, you know, compared to what an average impression costs for these guys. And it's just really fucking expensive to outfit people. And so I did see the Canadians when they attacked later on had like no kit, and the way that they shot it, you know, it's like you can now fit sixty guys with rifles and uniforms and it looks impressive like this, and then you put them in a big field and it look doesn't look impressive at all. But like sixty it's guys also, is nothing. They could you not know? use
3: British nothing. stuff because it looks the same. It's the same pattern oh, yeah. of equipment. <laughs>
0: like, but uh, that's my guess is that they just couldn't afford sixty. Well, they weren't using the Canadian shit at the and beginning. And well, yeah, they else. couldn't
1: afford it, but like, yeah. Like what Devin's saying, like use British. They they couldn't afford Canadian shit, like uniforms. So like, yeah. they're not going to spend the extra money on gear. All right. So this guy, Mustachio.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to find him with the crusher cap. Or uh, the best man. part
4: is, yeah. After like the first yeah. battle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Our, our esteemed fucking producer will pull this up eventually. Yeah. So this guy. Okay. Let's that, see. That guy, guy is a colonel at least because i can't see if there's any pips on there the guy's a colonel he's wearing his dress uniform out in the combat which is interesting um and a that's just the gabardine yeah.
0: tunic that's not a dress uniform it's an m36 call it's just a tailor tunic it's not a dress uniform.
1: yeah that's not one you're gonna wear out in the fucking <laughs> field it's too and also nice. it's-
0: yeah <laughs> Have you seen nice quality German officer tunics that they wear? Here wore we go.
2: All, all right, here we go. So is that the That's same That's the same thing. Yes. There's the mustache.
1: It it's is. It guy. is the same no, guy. No, it's, I not, it's not.
2: Okay. Moving on. It's not that important. He has his helmet on there and it doesn't save him.
1: Well, the patches, a, at
0: least. Sorry.
1: He's got an immaculate fucking gabardine walking out tunic, we'll call it. Not dress, walking out. Why? 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 Yeah.
4: He just
2: had in that, that scene why.
1: with his fucking why, with his shemutsa, right?
2: Why are you what? Uh, what. Yes,
1: it's pedantic. Why is fun.
2: this? Wh- You're making it pedantic. No,
1: no, no. no but my my You're point You're digging was, your heels into it. No, my point is is like a German officer, whatever fucking tunic he's wearing, I don't give a shit, right? He's not gonna be wearing a fucking Schirmutze on a fucking front line battlefield. Okay. In either war. Yeah. No, I you agree. Fucking wait,
0: wait, what do you, by shirt, what you mean? The, the, uh, a visor, cap. the soft cap. cap yeah. Oh, well, yeah. 95% of the time, but there's stories of, of guys that did wear visor caps. And I have a story in one of my memoirs from a guy that he wore a crushed cap for like four years and then he was killed by a shell splinter in Italy. Um, Yeah. No, it's incredibly rare for you see a lot of German officers do it in films because it looks cool because crusher caps do look cool. They do it in the wrong. first
1: World War films too, and like it just yeah, it's just fucking it's and, not fucking accurate. And
0: yeah, all that
2: happens is the officers die quickly. But I, I I'm agreeing, I'm agreeing with you about the crusher cap. I'm not fighting you on that. I'm just talking about no, the I, tunic I, thing, Yeah, it doesn't all. matter, but like yeah. it's yeah, the
1: the, the whole but it was just like he was completely fucking like he just got done having I, I a fucking agree. nice that's, Parisian dinner. Yeah. And then he's wearing his fucking Shemutsu. And it's like, uh, no, no.
3: But also like him standing on the front line next to guys who are like crouched in a trench as he just stands there right in the front line with his nice tunic and his nice hat. Not even like maybe back a bit with like a pair of binoculars, like literally it's just just cinema.
1: It's just cinema. And that's like, it's like, Portraying this guy as a fucking hardcore Nazi officer and he's a fucking here he's a fucking army like colonel. Okay, cool. Who's apparently gonna he, shoot his he, own friend. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which <laughs> fun.
4: It's again it's a it's a just that stupid Nazi shit that they love to put in these kind of movies. They're the yep. bad guys. Have some common sense if you're even if you're the bad you know.
3: Anyway, are we still talking about this movie? <laughs>
1: kind of.
4: We're
3: talking about well, this German guy in his immaculate head.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so uh since you 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 so want to keep talking about this movie, Mike Gay,
4: <laughs> hey, what what else needs to be said? You,
2: yeah, I mean like I mean like I mean like, you know, I know we've talked about, you know, what we like and what we don't like, and I know you've you've talked about how like you don't like the, the writing and the and the storylines and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, was there anything that like really, really you want to open up a line of conversation like maybe something you really really liked about like pick one thing you liked about that no one's talked about that's gonna be hard
4: something i liked about it um yeah some of the oof let me think for a second i gotta think really hard about this
1: don't hurt yourself Um, yeah
4: something i liked about it uh (laughs) <laughs> oh, I have the best
3: answer. The end credits, because it, o- it was over. It was over. I kind of liked uh, the, even though I usually don't
4: like stuff like this, I kind of liked the opening sequence with the map and how when it's zooming into what's going on with the lens. Being pushed, I did but like that. You can see on the eastern front, even though they're going away from it, that's happening too. Like, I thought that was kind of neat. You know, I, I liked, that I, was... I did like
2: watching the map kind of move and then the canadian split off the force and they push those that one quadrant into the sea yeah. and all that you see like the fillets yeah. yeah. gap cool. form
4: and shit yeah so
2: that that was cool but it was wrong yeah <laughs> not gonna lie because
0: they're like oh then we got Brittany, and it's like no and then they had already like taken over they would went over the cn before they captured paris and it's like that map was really fucked up it was cool I like how
4: also during that you can see on the far right um that you can see the the soviet lines being pushed and the, or the german lines around the soviet union being pushed however none of the lines are moving in italy for some reason i guess just because uh, nobody well, cares that's, about it yeah, that's, <laughs> <yeah>, that's,
1: <laughs> that's also that's also not that far out of the realm in 44 that was a fucking cold wag oh, i know yeah.
0: yeah well post oh post- my god Post Rome, it's like six weeks of stagnation, and there's the—is it the Siegfried line? There's another line, and then there's another line after that. It was very crazy fighting. The, yeah, the Gothic line, the Gothic, it
1: just stops. You it get stops. the
0: ninety. You get units like the ninety first ID, the guys that have the trees on their helmets that show up. That only are in Italy, so you never hear about them. Like it's that's really the eighty eighth is there for the rest of the war. Yeah, Italy post. Rome is like not very well studied or, or mainstream. It's very yeah. interesting. No, they, got, shows they, got,
1: they got up to the Gothic line and it just fucking sat there because mm-hmm. you got the RSI guys, the, the fucking fascist fucking Italians. And you've got the, uh, oh, I forgot what the fucking term was for them. But like the guys that were fighting with the Americans and the Brits uh, that were like on the side of the allies. The Brazilians? It just sits. no. No, it was Italian. <laughs> they
0: were there, though. The Brazilian Expeditionary yes. Force. Yeah, the smoking
1: snakes were there, Devin. Thank you. I have a, yes. I have a funny story about them.
0: Though, time.
2: <laughs> I've, I've never heard of that before. That caught me so off guard. I was Brazilian. I heard yeah. Devin go, Brazilians? And I thought yeah. it was a joke. No, yeah, the
1: Brazilians. Brazilians. The
3: Brazilians were yeah. there, yeah.
2: The Brazilian Expeditionary Force, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they, very, they were good fighters, yeah. but very, hard very, to train. Very I'm long. doing
2: my part. I'm not even more fucking you. There was
3: literally Brazilians fighting in their bikinis in the middle of Italy.
2: I I, I, I knew this guy.
0: I knew this guy. He was the 1st Armored Division. uh, He was in the 81st Reconnaissance Battalion in Italy, like all the way from towards the end of the war. they were working with Brazilians at one point. And they were attacking this village and stuff. And they were doing some support. And it was also getting, like, attacked by uh, P-47s or something. So there was a Brazilian guy standing next to the tank. And they happened to fire their 37-millimeter. They hit a building just as like a 500-pound bomb goes off. This Brazilian guy thought it was the tank that did that. and He was like, bullseye! <laughs> he was so happy. And this tank commander was like, what the fuck's going on with that guy? Because <laughs> like, they had no idea. Like, they thought that the firepower of the 37 could do that to a building. So, yeah, Brazilian troops are, are a mixed bag. But they were there. And they have a really cool invasion flag. It's the stars from their flag over
3: like a invasion circle. It's, they have some really cool shit. They're also 30, really weird looking because they have Mausers and thirty six.
2: That—that's <laughs> what I was about to ask. Was a, just a thirty second explanation so we can get back to Forgotten Battle. But the the what did Brazil? What did
1: Brazil even use? I don't even know. mostly M1 yeah. A lot of American yeah, yeah basically yeah. M1. They, they used like the, the, the nineteen seventeen service rifle mostly. Yeah. Okay. So like the
0: other like the French uh, four no the French free units and stuff and French, everything yeah. and yeah. yeah. Well, you get this crazy amalgamation because you get the the buffalo soldiers there are there later on and then you get the 442nd comes back from france like italy is this crazy you know continuation of it's an amalgamation of units that
3: happen to be there it's a know, dumpster for the leftover shit nobody wants that's what italy ended up being
0: 10th mountain division get out of here
3: yeah uh, so you have like some- one shiny penny in a mountain of
1: rusty quarters like who cares like there's like two <laughs> that's, there was like that's actually about it yeah
3: there it was
0: like two random artillery battalions that were attached to the 82nd and were, were jump qualified and were detached from the unit in anzio and then like left and stayed in italy for the rest of the war some really fucking strange shit that happened yeah, yeah. well the 34th so, yeah. got
1: fucked because they were like all right everybody else is popping off to go to southern france we're gonna do we're going to do that. We're going to go up to Germany. Uh, you guys, 34th, 36th, a uh, couple other units, the Brazilians, you guys are just going to stay here. You're just going to kind of
3: hang out. <laughs> hang yeah. out. Yeah. And it
1: was just a fucking bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Absolute fucking bloodbath for everyone. Well, and it's fucking insane.
0: It's funny because the 442nd go, go, you know, gets destroyed, basically, with the hundred, at Monte Cassino, and it gets rebuilt, and then goes to southern France and gets destroyed when they have to rescue that lost battalion. And then they rebuild them and they send them back to Italy to get destroyed again. So it's like this fucking crazy series of events. At what
3: like, point, yeah. though, are the Italians and the Germans like, didn't we just kill all these people? Yeah, and right. back yeah. again? Like, yeah. Imagine going, like, you know, we just left Italy. Imagine going
0: back. It's like, you know, it's not like we took somebody off Guadalcanal and sent them back to Guadalcanal. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. It, and the
1: Gothic line was like, they were still fighting there when the fucking armistice was signed on May 8th. Like... They were I like. I think they surrendered a day or two earlier, but there was fighting right until the end.
4: Yeah.
0: There why was a, there was not, an Mike. early surrender in Holland, and there was early surrender in the South.
4: Mike, yep. Mike, why are you laughing? Because I'm just like, you're <laughs> just laughing, like, oh Mike, like, no, nothing. <laughs>
3: <It's> just... <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> I know why he's laughing. I know why he's yeah. laughing. But I'm <laughs> no, it's cool. I love hearing all
3: this stuff. You know? I... <laughs> He doesn't care about the Brazilians fighting in Italy.
4: God. <laughs> no, it's just well,
3: you know, so he made a movie about it. I know, so, no, I, you know, I, I, I care
4: it. about the Italian campaign. Leave me, um, <laughs> to an to extent, an extent <laughs> but we're talking about the forgotten battle. But uh...
3: it's Market Garden's not forgotten. We already no, talked about. I was gonna. I was yes. gonna pull. <laughs> I was going to pull the Teguchi back,
4: but
2: yes, like it was, it was, I like, guess uh, at least we're in this century and at least we're in this yeah. war. Mike. A Okay. At least we're, that's true. That's we're true. We're here uh, in this war in this. So century. how
3: about that Vietnam? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yes. we to talk about the silk. The Canadians weren't, weren't there the either. War? How about the we war? We'll talk about that war? other
4: terrible Dutch movie that we watched. What was it called? The East. Yeah. The East.
2: You hate the Dutch, the actors, dude. You hate yeah. the Dutch. This is why <laughs> I'm yeah.
3: Dutch. I'm
1: Double down on the Dutch. This is your chance to redeem yourself. Do it. It's a Dutch yeah. film. It's okay. Dutch I, another thing setting. I do like about it, um,
4: <laughs> I uh, I like.
1: Do you like? No, the Dutch? I like
4: that. Uh, there's a vz37 uh, machine gun at one point, but uh, being used by the Germans.
1: 37. Yeah,
4: one of those uh, Czechoslovakian uh, machine guns. You know the. 27. 37.
1: Oh, the yeah. thir- oh, the 37. Yeah, yeah the, the, You yeah, can yeah, see the, the muzzle inside yeah.
2: one
4: of those I on the bridge.
2: Th- it's it's a
1: dushka, dude.
4: You think so?
2: It's a dish. Yep. Gun. Nate, pull it up. I don't know where it is. I didn't see it. I don't know. It's no, in the no bunker. It's in the bunker at Shh.
1: the very end on the dike. Oh.
2: Yeah, that was a it's dish. A gun. dish
1: but gun. It's yes, a dish.
0: No, it's not the dike. It's the Devin De- uh, <laughs> what, what do you what... it's not a, it's not called a dike, it's called a The earth and <laughs> levy. Yeah. yes even you. if it's even go. if it is a dish that's clearly it. what
4: it's meant to be it's yeah, meant to yeah. be a vz 37 yeah yeah. You know, no, right? I it's I like agree. okay that's kind of cool because yeah along the atlantic wall they would have been using stuff like that you know so well that's i kind of cool i yeah, I, I, I am sure. a
2: little annoyed that all we saw were
4: 42s of course yeah there, it would not be an in an abundance um
2: they did
0: sound right though they right, had the right rate right um, so you got to give those them that. two
4: bunkers uh that are facing them that's just a complete that's just taken from video games that were copying save at private ryan you know like those are just completely fictional the there is one metal of, yeah, of honor yeah metal of honor and stuff like that there yeah. are um and allied assault um there are a couple there's like one shot where you see like a light stand and then like a schnabel stand and that's not Gizentite. too bad what's that Good tight shut up <laughs> 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 don't ma- don't mock me in he my said, serious discussion He, he said snobble snobble stand. stand yeah stand. The, that's but you see stuff like that in one shot and it's like okay yes although they're just completely gray like they would be camouflaged like none other you know those kinds of things yeah
1: yeah that's that's the i never understand in movies like bunkers like that are not just going to be no, no they're gonna to be gonna pa- they
4: would paint like. them they would throw nets or just tree branches like anything they could to camouflage yeah anything them. yep they would not just sit out there in the open for people to see miles and miles away
1: oh great great the fucking 16 inch fucking naval guns yeah. can hit us <laughs> no problem easy uh-huh.
4: i mean they're yeah they would they would camouflage them in various ways they would even make some of them look like houses you know uh try to disguise mm-hmm. them as houses along
1: the beach that's when he says the Atlantic wall, this is the Atlantic wall. It's, it's just a yep. little bit far north and east of, uh, you know, France. And like, there was an entire place they had to defend and camouflage. And like, that's just so funny is like, I see all these movies and they're just like these bunkers just wide out there yeah, in the these open. Yeah, big
4: chunks of concrete. And it's like, yeah. It just rip, <laughs> like, yeah easy fucking a, target. If a like... ship, you know, pulls up next to that, what do you think they're going to aim at? You
3: know, see now what the Germans should have done is they should have painted rocks to look like bunkers. Hey, little fake out <laughs> so, or yeah. or just in, painted uh, it on the side of a cliff. Just what looks like there there, over <laughs>
4: along uh, in areas of Omaha Beach. There is one rear position where they dug a bunch of fake trenches for aerial reconnaissance to think that was a resistance nest. Yeah, so they would occasionally do little things like that.
2: Or eighty, almost eighty-five years later, a bunch of boomers will all scream at once about someone painting Dragon Ball Z dragon on an old bunker on a beach. I if I see that, that happens, shared dude. one more fucking time, how fake that Photoshop is, I'm going to scream. <laughs> oh my god! Have you ever I, seen
4: the one? <sighs> have you seen the one where someone took a bunker and painted it to look like the Millennium Falcon? Some. Yes, I have actually. <laughs> yeah, have you? <laughs>
2: there, there was someone. Someone. <laughs> some. I literally. I literally read a comment yesterday. It said, "These damn millennials always ruining history." I'm like, "Shut the."
4: fuck up yeah dude it's laid to ruin you know it's
2: literally a pile of rocks if if it's not real number one it's photoshopped as fuck two if you had half a brain cell and logging your password not with the word password on it you'd also you know fucking get (laughs) goddamn fucking facebook oh my god
4: they don't know what uh what photoshop is nate um and uh that's the funny thing whenever I see stuff like that it's like would you rather it be uh, armed with fucking guns and soldiers about to kill people you know like what would you prefer yes because the Germans had the best army
0: Ugh. my romanticized version of the second world war doesn't support this fallacy okay <laughs> yeah. yep
2: but you
4: want to
1: eat my, salt my, my, my overdramatic okay narrative the worst though is when people
2: in. go
4: ape shit over people like sunbathing and swimming in the ocean on like omaha beach and stuff i see people get upset about that it's a, so beach. a yeah. fucking people beach. Are like that's sacred fuck? ground it's like dude fuck you this is you want it to remain a it's fucking a like military stronghold like what is wrong with you
1: and also, none of the, none of the fucking soldiers there ever. Did yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, also, it's like, what none the of are these
4: guys fighting for? If you're, if you say that people can't enjoy this beach today,
1: you know, right. well, if that's the go. case, you
3: guys better not enjoy Hawaii because we stole it.
1: <laughs> like on the on on the shelf, like that that more northern part of the Atlantic Wall um what would be typical for a bunker so
4: it is true that like in the netherlands and such like that you would see some some big stuff like those light and stuff that uh those big fire control bunkers that are like three levels you would see stuff like that because the more when it comes to the atlantic wall the more north you go the bigger things get because that's where they started was up north and um so that part is okay and you would see some of the like the 262 uh battery uh, casemates the the, like, the, the stuff that you see, like, at Longa Sur with the big naval guns inside them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you wouldn't see the Schnabel stand too much. I saw two in this when they did that wide shot. And that's the Saving Private Ryan bunker, by the way, that slit. Um, you wouldn't see those. That's more of a Pas de uh, thing that they did a lot in Pas Calais in France. Um, but uh, in terms of the, the Leitstands, you would see that, like, those three-tier observation bunkers and such like that and then the uh, the coastal batteries but not those two blocks of concrete on um, sitting facing that road like that are only you know 20 feet apart from each other that's just completely ridiculous one 500 pound bomb could take care of that pretty yeah but also i mean it's just <laughs> what is the point like this yeah. this is an open road like this is gonna these this is not like a position that's gonna be like this permanently i mean these are just in the way they would not build. They would not build bunkers like that. Well, also, they wouldn't build them just out in the open like that. If they're gonna build like a block, a blockhouse, something like that, they're gonna build it into like a hillside, you know, something to where it can't be easily silhouetted against. You know, when someone's looking but at the you. Netherlands doesn't like have. That. What's that? They're flat. That's why these bunkers wouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, the yes. only kind of place you would see something like this would be along an escarpment that faces the ocean to where they can actually build them into kind of like a plateau or something like that. But um, if like, in terms of stuff on land, they would usually build things in like houses or in brick walls and kind of can't try and camouflage them. You would never see stuff just sitting out in the open. I mean, it's obvious what that is from miles away.
1: Stuff you know? like an 88 just sitting out there. Yeah. With no, no, no,
4: hell no. That was, it, they, they have that 88. I mean, you can see the profile of it. Like, <laughs> Ever, anyone knows what that's going to be from miles away. So I mean, they would throw if they could, ha- if they were going to have that out in the open, or if they their only choice was to have that in the open, they would string that fucking thing up with nets and stuff like that. They would not want. They would put a camouflage umbrella over it. They would not want that thing to be seen like that. That's what I hang my laundry well, on. Ever,
0: everybody knows the Germans had air supremacy at this point of the war. You know, so.
4: yeah. I can promise
1: you one thing, General. You will see no more German
4: planes. (laughs) Um, Not one bomb will fall. I I, I guess the one thing that I, the the two bunkers that are shown during that whole scene with the Canadian, like they do have nets on them, but still they're not, they're just, again, they're sitting out in the open. They're just this brick sitting out in the open. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do that. They would try and either build them into an existing building or build them into some kind of hill or something like that to where they can't be easily detected. Yeah.
1: All right. So the um something I want to talk about we talked about this with uh Mike and Devin and I but like <coughs> that SS guy in the fucking hospital. Oh, the one the missing beginning. his legs,
2: yeah. You mean the Oberleutnant
1: yeah. Dan the Ober Yeah. Yeah. Lieutenant Staff damn, Sergeant is what I was trying to remember. Yeah, Lieutenant yeah. Staff Sergeant, yeah. but yeah. not, you know, whatever. And the,
3: it, it,
1: what the fuck was the point of that? <laughs>
3: Was the point of the whole Russia? Side? Yeah, well, you're right. Like, He's what's trying the whole to tell point? I don't Nazi,
2: know. Nazi socialism to question everything. Nazi I, socialism is bad, and then he sucked on a pistol. So I
4: mean, yeah, like, I guess know. that was just to, that was kind of trying to show some redeeming quality of some kind of German side. I don't know. Um, we didn't need it though. That we don't know you Russia, don't. We yeah, yeah you it. don't need. Yeah. it.
3: Yeah. we don't need but any. But I of think that that's a waste that of time.
4: might have been what that was.
3: I I just yeah, it was just ridiculous.
1: He was a Some second SS guy. Like,
3: I got to do my own take on Spider-Man 27 here. And,
1: uh, <laughs> fucking second SS yeah. guy wearing his fucking tunic.
3: Well, he's wearing his tunic because you have to know he's SS.
4: That's the reason why. That, well,
2: yeah. yeah. Even the, the most evil can redeem themselves, might be. I mean, come
3: on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you end up suck starting a yeah. pistol. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, he didn't put it in his mouth. He was yeah, yeah, he did. He it put put it, oh, no, his... he didn't. He did put no, it in the bottom. In his that's chest. right,
3: yeah. The one thing I did want
2: to say... Before we jump into our own, our own version of IMFDB, which just be listing everything we saw really quickly mm. and then going oh the god, thoughts, um, yeah, is again like I I do have to call out that flooded town. I don't think anyone else has done that that I can remember. Uh, in a what movie. do you
1: mean call it out like
2: like 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 well like like act like I actually think oh that yeah it was no, a wonder I thought that was yeah. the best part. Of this movie was 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 the the set of like the setting in that flooded town. I really liked that concept. That was really cool.
1: Yeah, it was because the basements or the cellars rather were all the, flooded. The yep. flooded
2: basements. The everything is mold and mildewed. Everything is fucking wrecked. Like I wouldn't have been able to survive in that because I fucking allergic to all that shit. So it's like that that shit was very impressive to me. And I don't think I've ever seen any other movie that's done that in that setting, in that time period, in that kind of location, Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. And I thought that was really cool.
1: There's not enough. There's not enough shit made about Holland in general in the second world war, like with market garden and like right around those time periods. Yeah. Especially when like the, the Commonwealth forces, because the Americans went South and West mostly. Yeah. yeah. um, And then the uh, Commonwealth went North and East mostly. Yeah. yeah. And not, not a fucking rule, but like for the most part. And yeah, none of that shit is ever fucking talked about. Like the breakout from con, right? Okay. Go up there, fucking go to Antwerp so we could open up that fucking port so we can get supplies closer to our guys. so We can go straight to fucking Germany. Mm-hmm. Bam. Mm-hmm. That was the goal. And then Market Garden was like, oh, we've, we've, we, we have some problems up here in Northern Holland. Let's just fucking open a new front here and like break through from the South. Yeah. Let's get two birds stone at once. And that was the logic. Didn't work out that way, but it's never talking. It's always Normandy, 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 Normandy,
2: Normandy. Normandy you know, just- or, or it's, uh, Arnhem or, uh, and that's it. But like the, the really, yeah. co- the really, the thing I have to point out is that it's water and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's closed set water and it's a town that's been all had to be fabricated. Like that's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of fucking money, and I, I
1: think they spent money on their sets, and they not fucked over, but like just lacked on the costume department. Whoever that's what whoever, I think whoever was
2: in charge of sets knew exactly what they should be yeah. focusing on, and they for. were they were beautiful. And and beautiful. the gear and the stuff was kind of set to maybe the the C score. It was just minimal
1: and lacking, and yeah. it was like well, it's because it they're not used, they, They're probably not yeah. going
2: to be used to like you know devin going like that's fucking not right <laughs> you know like it's not yeah right. so like even, if, that's, even dude, if they
1: did they probably wouldn't, wouldn't bear minimum anyway because of the budget that's you how know, most like,
4: filmmakers right. are though dude i mean like most filmmakers are not the super nerds like all of us they're people who, who say okay that looks good yep. enough that's right. good enough that, yeah yeah it's like yep and
2: and, and and i will just chime in on here for you to chime in because all you can comment on this because i'm the only one who was not present on set But you guys dealt with, you know, wet cave. I can't even imagine with fucking wet, you know, have to be tanked up town, you know, tanked around to keep all the water and control the water levels of that place. You also have to think they probably had a way to flood the town, reflood the town and then pull the water back down. It was probably rigged up. Yeah. Yeah. Like like or or at least just to spray everything down, you know, the insides of everything. Like it's very impressive. You think about how movies are made it's a very impressive feat i feel like because it it, it shows the, the 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 budget to pull that feat off and it just mm-hmm. sucks because it's like like i said in the top of the hour it's like i would have loved if they had just stayed there and the movie was based in like could you imagine yeah. fighting force to force in a flooded city like that yeah, i mean you know would be
1: fucking miserable the germans
2: would have pulled out and then they would have it anyway that's the whole point of it but imagine there was a contingency like stuck or stuck on an island or stuck on a way in the town's the only thing in and there at... somebody just so to put want... up a bit of resistance yeah, so yeah. you want uh
4: yeah. you want world war Two meets water world you want that kind of thing <laughs> you know Yeah. hey that yes. movie was
2: a that movie is a famously awful production it bankrupted a whole studio, Mike. Eh? Same way as <laughs> the movie I made you watch, Treasure Island, also yep. bankrupt the studio. So, yep. oh, you know, Did, did, did I tell thing.
4: you that I watched that not too long ago? Yes. Yes, yeah. And you did Ooh. tell
2: me it was as bismally bad as I said. Oh, so bad.
4: So bad. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Bad dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor poor Gina Davis. Yeah. Destroyed her career, man. It did. Yeah, it ruined yeah. her marriage. Yeah, she was married to the. Director. Oh, that's right.
2: Her her husband was the one who directed was the, it. Was right? the director? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyway, sorry. We're a set of battle. files. Forgotten battle. Yeah, sorry. Um, do we want to jump into our own IMFDB You want to yes. list?
1: This is gonna be rough because I need you to pull up the fucking movie.
2: Well, no, just listen yeah, to just just remember. remember. Yeah, we're okay, not going to. remember Okay,
1: yeah, Brian wants to get out of here so let's just make, make
2: No, it, okay. that's not it. No, I agree it's, with Brian. I don't want to sit and, and try to find it, it in the it's thing. Be, I just I, I just want to listen to There all was my a lot of and M48s
1: shit. and it was a bunch of reverse yep. shots and it was fucked yep. up. The gunplay was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I want
4: were, I want Devin to analyze every enfield. There's only two. A, that's it
3: <laughs> there's the number one mark three star and then there's the number four mark yeah. one what about what, the stens there, a,
4: there were stens in the movie there were yeah. there, there was were, one there were fives and there's one yeah.
3: stand and there the were fives yeah, weren't yeah, they
1: no those huh? are twos no skeleton stock i
2: remember no. a stand no it stens? was a skeleton sten.
1: stock we'll see we'll see Go to the, the, no, the, the main one, the main, there's, a, uh, there's two there's two or three. Oh yeah, I see now. The big yeah. mob charge across,
2: fives.
4: across the dike. Uh, yeah, that's there were some fives in there. Oh. They went
2: to had fives. Those I engineers. know there were but, some fives in there though. I put up, put sure. up, put it up. Pull I, it up. I, it's
4: the big I, dike charge. That's when it was.
2: Oh, so we're just okay. We'll just charge. do our own.
1: Okay. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. The earthen levy. The battle. Sorry.
2: Yeah, come on, Mike. The 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 earthen levee. Come on, what the fuck?
4: So I got. I, if you want me to share my screen, I have the, the battle scene pulled up. Oh, it's not very good quality though. Oh wait a minute, no, I can make it good quality. Um, you want I mean, me to share I can go through wide? a
2: 10-second burst. I just don't want to scan the whole
4: battle scene because we'll be here for no. Time. It's okay. Um, here, let me just share my screen. Uh, and then we can.
2: But I saw. So this is what I saw. I saw MP40s, K98s. Uh, lugers <laughs> p thirty, yeah a couple of those i saw a p38 too uh, 42s there's a Panzerfaust in yeah, there yeah faust i don't know if they were real 42s 60, nope. or if they were uh, the other models pz PZ 60 PZ 60
1: Panzerfaust 60 the
0: Panzer, or Panzerfaust oh, 60 yes. yeah
2: um,
3: the 30s are uh, the earlier ones
2: uh, no i saw no 34s i saw no variants of older weaponry it seemed to be like the main line of 40 of like normandy in there now that's For a guy with a bren right there now for, yeah. yeah for 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 British I saw, uh, Brents, Dens, Leanne
4: Fields. I thought I saw five,
1: but uh, also an eighty-eight makes a much bigger splash than what they showed in here. Well, the
4: the, the proximity of these guys to that eighty-eight barrel, I mean, they're all gonna oh, be. Oh yeah, deaf. well <laughs> yeah, they're, they're well, that, well that eighty-eight also like like
2: might be like what you just said, like that impact was like a mortar, not even like. Yeah, that was a like hand grenade. Yeah, that an was 88 a fucking shell hand would
4: be like monstrous. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. would be decimating. Yeah. No, I think Nate and I we can recognize all of the after effects uh, muzzle flashes.
1: Yeah, oh, that's. A- yeah, okay, never
2: mind. The tracers were pretty horrid, some of them were that
4: that's an after effects muzzle flash right there, right? Yeah. Here, me go back uh, the if if you can if you
2: can nail dirt, it, No, he, he's,
1: you. Got, he's got he's got a blank in oh. there. It just didn't do that's a muzzle a blank. flash. So they added, that's a they blank added that in afterwards. The dirt,
4: the, yeah, it's a blank. Okay. No, but it's an
1: after effect muzzle flash. Yeah, that
4: that right there is after effects, isn't it? Yeah,
1: look at that. No. Yeah.
4: You don't think so?
2: No. The dirt's moving on the shot. It's a blank.
1: No, I I know the dirt's moving, but they added the... Because there probably wasn't a muzzle blast. It might be
2: enhanced,
4: but it's definitely a blank.
1: No, I know it's a blank. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. absolutely. That
4: right there is fake. The brand in the background right there is fake as fuck. That right there. That is digital muzzle flash. Yeah. And then this... Look at this thing. Plink. Oh, that (laughs) That thing. thing. The
2: the artillery (laughs) that was was like a...
4: whenever i see artillery whenever
0: i see artillery now i'm like oh god how bad these these fucking
4: bunkers right here there's no there's no way
3: no they did just like you said though they put a camouflage net on it you can't even tell it's a bunker what is that camouflage net gonna do (laughs)
0: that's the millennium falcon it's basically a blanket
3: over it you can still see there's a big edifice right there no this is the 1940s people were dumber i can't tell that's a bunker
4: Okay, yeah, these guys right here, uh, these guys the right biggest here, biggest fucking
1: target. Yeah. Like, just okay, sit in
4: front of this thing guy. goes off. These guys, their ears are yep. are blowing out their heads. This is the bridge battle, by the and way. And everybody's
1: gonna be fucking shooting at that.
4: Yep. Oh, so, yeah. like, what it's... the fuck are you? Why do they even? Why do they have the Czech hedgehog like in the in their defenses? you see that? Like, yeah, why is this here? This is something that would be on the road. <laughs> I don't even. I don't think they even had dragons' teeth, like other places other than like the siegfried line
1: right that was a later thing from yeah. what i understand you don't see it in normandy they're very difficult to build
0: well they were pre-war cast mm-hmm. and put in place so and
4: the
0: they're all connected to all them, too
4: they're not it's not like they're individual blocks they're all mm-hmm. connected on the basis oh yeah mm-hmm.
0: well and you know, how, you know how we got over it? Fucking bulldoze yep. Shermans.
4: <laughs> I love the, ingenu- the ingenuity. I mean, think of it, though. Like, those, a lot of those things still exist. So that just shows how... Like, I'm trying how to figure
3: are. out why they just decided to put a fence down this earthen levee that's not even, like, barbed wire. It's just, like, a random fence. Yeah. There's some
4: wire for you. It's yeah. some just regular, like, uh, you know, uh, cattle you wire. Out there. You know?
3: Yeah.
4: Actual... But European like, wire would be barbs every inch.
3: But you just saw him like crawl under that fence, and there wasn't any barbs on it or anything. Just do we want
4: to uh, do we want to uh, see one second here? Share my screen. The Estonia do... scene. Yeah, yeah the, sure. The Eastern Front. Yeah, the Eastern Front. Yeah, I'll pull up real
2: quick. The um, the other thing I was gonna say was uh, the repro German helmets. When they are abysmal, they are abysmal in this movie. Like this one right here. Yeah,
1: that it- one. The got... Cause this kid is wearing an actual uh size sixty four M forty two. Yeah,
2: with the Well, brick. I feel like I feel like the heroes, you know, the actors, I'm saying heroes quotation marks me like yeah, yeah, in know. film, that's what we how we different. you know, you okay, have to put the Nathan. prime you put the fuck you. Put the prime gear up on, you know, on the guy who's in front of the camera and you put fucking the shitty repro on the guy four lanes
1: in the back. Yeah, because that one on the other, on the other side of him, like just one guy down. Yeah. Is a fucking repro. So it's a what, shitty repro. What about
4: his friend here who's sitting down?
1: It's a shitty repro. You can tell with the fucking vent yeah. right there. Oh, it's yeah. an M42 with a fucking M35 fucking vent. Okay. And it's like stamped, like pressed into the fucking like hump. pressed into it. Yeah. yeah. This is an M42 shell. It's an original shell. Well, that one in that scene, I don't know, it but like a he's, T34. He's... Yep.
3: It's a T3485. But that's yeah. what I meant, dumbass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Every, everyone yeah. is chesty tonight. Let's go. But they've all I got K98s it. in this scene, from what I remember. They've all got K98s. Why not just reuse them? Yeah. That's a K98. Shhh. Yeah. Cause this
3: is Russia. Yeah. You can't They're in the Russia, Mike. Russia. Come on. We you brought his use helmet back
1: and used it to execute that kid. So I mean, <laughs> if you bring your helmet back, why can't you bring your fucking rifle back? You know you lost your helmet when you got wounded.
2: I, I, I will say the fi- the the one thing you know, they may not get, you may not get certain aspects that we've all talked about, right? But the one thing I did notice is that all the firing rates seem to be pretty accurate for our nerd yep. brains.
4: Mm. It's so weird how some movies get that right and some oh movies don't, dude. Yeah, like yeah. Look at muzzle that flash, star right? muzzle flash. That is from the Action Essentials pack. Like I have that. <laughs> I know that muzzle flash because I used it in all my Plastic <laughs> Apocalypse films. It's like, oh my god.
1: Why did you stop that? I hope it was yeah. worth it. it was worth when are we it? getting I've classic seen, apocalypse I've seen too?
2: Comments of that like yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's so
1: funny. Yeah,
2: yeah it, it never <laughs> in
1: the, They're invading my channel now. Like, I hope it was worth and it. Michael, what's your
0: next project? <laughs> It's a plastic
4: apocalypse. Plastic apocalypse. Plastic two. apocalypse. Dude. Plastic apocalypse. Oh, come op- on. You could not plastic you pay me to do another stop motion. Those things will suck the life out of you.
2: I can mail With you a sin
4: special if you want to use film. No. You,
1: you, you're you gonna have to Let's spend you you're gonna have click, to spend click, a hefty click. amount on like getting new army men because he sold all of them. I actually plastic yeah. Yeah.
3: apocalypse. Live action. Plastic oh, don't apocalypse. worry, Mike. I have a whole. I have whole shits. If you want to borrow my plastic. Oh, thank you. If you want to do plastic <laughs> apocalypse too. I, I guess I have no plastic choice. Plastic
1: apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. No, Any, we're gonna anyway, make you do it. In this. In this so that's. Let's uh, like a room movie where it's like the making of plastic apocalypse. <laughs> that's a legit. Like, yeah. So these helmets are like, they, they'd be legit for forty-four for sure. Look at
3: that guy's. He's got it like. Well, yeah, the that, one, that one. That one. The guy that's like knows.
1: struggling in the background um that's like it ah, looks like a swiss fucking m18 um that's a fucking repro the funny thing really. is
4: with I, you see it in this movie and i see it in tons of like with the german soldiers like the extras in the background they always make them like pull their helmets down kind of over their face so you can't see their eyes well no he
1: just fell and, like that's why that's but that i see that
4: like, yeah but i see this kind of thing so many times it's like i think yeah. it's just a way of dehumanizing them to where they see, don't want I would, to see their eyes i would rather it go over their eyes
2: than have it like this
4: just be like a little because uh, there's a
2: guy hat, in, this, in, the, in There's a guy a few scenes later. All their helmets are like, yeah. What do you call that? Thimble thimble. Head? Well, I mean, you
3: that re- thimble head? as much as like you can get like cheap repros and stuff too. You can get cheap repros that fit, so they don't do oh, also, that. Oh, but also like
1: by this <laughs> point they would have covers as well, like uh, sporadically and nets and shit. You can camouflage a cheap shitty repro with a net or a cover.
4: Yeah, and that... The, oh, uh, the PPSH guy. Oh, the, the machine gunner got hit in the head, too.
2: Yeah, I, I got... I I will not lie. <laughs> I got semi-chub with that forty one going off. It was nice.
3: I know, right? My favorite part is when his, like, little, like, friend he's trying to protect or whatever walks out there and the PPSH guy just peeks oh. over the picket fence and just goes... It's <laughs> so and bad. And then sits back down. It's so uh, bad. It's like green just, screen. We'll get bad. there. It's drills like, like, him, like, seven times in the chest. Oh, Ugh.
2: This whole That is ricochet horrible. in the hole. I... Yeah, yeah, just it's bad. I want to see the
3: PPSH guy in slow motion shoot his friend in the chest. You'll see it. And best. Squat back behind the it's picket like, fence. It's surprising we even made it further than this. You know, it's like.
2: So let's jump into final thoughts. Why don't you do it, Nate? Mm. <laughs> You're up, no. Nate. <laughs> no,
4: I don't even want to have a closing thought. <laughs>
3: no,
2: I mean no, I mean like, eh. I mean. I guess it'd be better than going last. Um, I, you know, going over this whole movie, you know, myself and then with you guys, it's like, you know, there are very certain things I liked about it. I really liked the sets. I, as I've said before, I really liked the town, the flit town section. I really liked the, the gliders. I even liked, you know, I liked even the whole entire concept of like, you know, they had one guy who was really critically injured and they had to ferry him and, how they were able to kind of you know, do this makeshift raft and all that kind of thing. I thought that was interesting. And, you know, it, it was, it was good. And then, you know, like I said, you know, once they get out of town, it's like, what, what, what is going on? What is this? What am I supposed to be focusing on? Is it a resistance movie? Is it an action movie? Is it a, is it a, you know, espionage movie? Is it a, you know, uh, commando movie is it a squad movie. Like, it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? And it's a market. It's a market garden movie. And, and much of one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I see the efforts in, in areas and then I see where they're trying to do these little things here and there. And, you know, the gunplay is t- awful. T- we've seen worse and we've also seen a lot better. Um, hey at least their smle's were real yes
3: uh
2: <laughs>
0: squad there's one really bad scene with a fake rifle though yes you guys saw that yes it's like a like a
3: dollar store rifle. yes i had that <laughs> like yeah rubber
1: there's also they, they, a pattern 14 or model 17 in the charge scene at the dike which is funny
3: there is also yes a couple a couple 14s or 17s the, there there's, is um not good
2: you know they. I, I liked the acting. The acting wasn't terrible. I mean, I actually liked the acting. Um, but you know it it just fell all over the place. And so th- there's more I want to chime in on. But really, like you know, the squad tactics were terrible. The weapon handling was terrible. Again, like we said, it's kind of like they have these props, but they're all kind of afraid of what they are. Dude, you you gotta stop jerking <laughs> just off. Let it let it go. <laughs> Weapon, ha- <laughs> bad weapon handling. Mike A loves that.
4: He loves. They handles <Yeah>. Sorry, <laughs> I just realized <sighs> when I did. I'm like, oh, they're gonna hear that. <sighs> <laughs> oh, oh, I've been handling oh.
1: every fucking time. Oh, <laughs> um, I oh,
2: tried god. to roll through it, but Mike B laughed, and I couldn't hold back. <laughs> sorry, I, do uh, I, I, I tried. tried to <laughs> fucking stifle it, man. I realized right after I was like, "Oh, they, they that." <laughs> Give me your row yeah, face. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. god. Roll your eyes next time, so I know it's real. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. So, but no, okay. it it just it just was. I'm gonna do it like this. I liked half of it, so I'm gonna give it straight down the middle. I'm gonna give it a five. Scream, Gibson's out of ten. Um, you know, there I could give it more. I liked the attention to detail um, in the set design and and the kind of theme and the feel and and just Holland and uh, but the whole later half, I just don't know what the what the hell's going on. What is this story? What is this inner conflict? The stare down in the field. Don't even get me started. His got guy, his guys yeah. would just shot that dude in the head so the moment dumb. you know like it just I know piss off, so I understand the points, but it's just not it wasn't for me, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a five out of ten tonight I think it's I think it's lucky to get that um because of the first half of the whole movie, really good, I really like the first half of the movie, and then once Draco died, it was
4: <laughs>
2: so cadaver um. Mike A. Go.
4: Um, so, yeah, I, again, for me, it's a massively missed opportunity because, you know, clearly they had a budget to make these grandiose sets. And um, you can tell with the amount of equipment that they did, that they had, they could have gone the extra mile to make it look really good, to make it look right, you know. But instead, whoever was the advisor for this just fucking shit the bed and, you know, with. German, Canadian, British, like that whole stuff. And, um, but there are a lot of elements that are really good, you know, like we say. And uh, so it's just like, it's a massively missed opportunity. The story for me is just so fucking bad. Um, it's not the worst thing ever, obviously, but I'm just like, mm, you know, I just, I just want it to be better. Like, I just want it, I just want to grab the knob and like switch it to the better mode, if that makes sense. Excuse me. Um, And uh, so that's that's how I feel about it. It's like when I'm watching, I'm like, God damn, it's just another massively missed opportunity. That's how I felt when I watched, uh, uh, I mean, it's a completely different kind of movie, but Hacksaw Ridge, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude, you got all this cool shit, you got all this stuff, and you do this. What the fuck? So I think I'm going to give it a four. Like I say, there are some good things about it, but it's just for me, the writing, it's the story that they chose to go with for this subject is it's like really man this is this is what you came up with please please don't do that so um four for me uh i'll give it to mike b
1: all right yeah i i i think you guys are spot on and um yeah like like nate said the first half for me until you get to like a little bit after well yeah basically when malfoy dies but i I thought it was a little bit before that i thought it was uh when they landed and then as soon as that boat went past them with three <laughs> fucking guys and MG 42 on it. Almost like comedically. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like what, what's going like,
2: on? Anno- that did annoy me as a boater. It's like those it's like, fucking fuck
1: Germans you. would have yeah. spotted them immediately before they even got past that fucking line of, 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 of cattails or whatever the fuck. Cause the
2: moment was. you would have passed a of, of, marsh entrance like that. The very first thing I do as a boater is I look to the left and the right of me. The moment I go in through a causeway,
0: like Nate's just a better Nazi. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, well, Nate's a better Nazi.
1: That's that's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you that, caught me. <laughs> no, it's like it's like and also their position was like, I hate Illinois Nazis. Dude, if you're I fucking hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> what Illinois
4: are you gonna, gonna do Nazis. about it, Whitey? <laughs> 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 we
1: gotta yeah. get that son that's of a bitch. A good scene. <laughs> anyway, um so Also, so let's say that scenario played out the way that they showed it in the movie. Why in the whole chicken fried fuck are you going to be five to six feet out in the water, right out in the open, and not in those fucking, in that grass, we'll call it. Because I don't know what kind of grass it is. Why would you not be laying down in the fucking grass, like in the water? It's like, they're gonna, anybody can fucking see you. They would have seen you before you were, like when you were stomping up and there's water, you know, moving unnaturally. Cause there's people walking and running through it. They would have seen you through the fucking grass, but say they didn't. Right. And for me, that was when the movie was fucking over. I'm they, like, there's okay. an
2: endangered Holland platypus that lives in those reeds. Hey, so they can't walk. It's
1: a through. war. Who gives a fuck? Right. Nate, the butterflies. The That's exactly, thank you. <laughs> no there's turtles there's shit all around that (laughs) military bases that yes just 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 real no i know what i know exactly okay you know exactly what i'm talking about i know exactly what the fuck you're saying thank you yeah i know because it's retarded (laughs) yeah but like
2: um can't flank them today because the butterflies are there
0: butterfly sanctuary in the middle of fucking (laughs) artillery range yeah
1: Yeah. so anyway um that was when it lost me because i'm like okay now we're getting into like people who have zero military experience or like historical knowledge are just writing a war movie right before then it was like i thought the uh i thought the fucking who fucking snorted you even heard that
2: one oh my god
1: <laughs> mike ace turned on by bad writing sorry i'm just like
2: jesus i'm doing my sorry. thing again. i didn't go, think you'd go. hear that sorry one. go i heard it go. mike
1: mike I hear everything. <laughs> I'm Woody on Toy Story, motherfucker.
4: <laughs> Your head's gonna spin all the way yep. around. Yeah, you know, if I could, nice. I would. Anyway, <laughs> so play nice. Okay.
1: So anyway, um, uh, but yeah, it just it turned into a shit show from there on. It's like until then, like I yeah, the whole fucking connection thing with the the sergeant and the the his dad and whatever. Who gives a fuck? That's in every movie. It's retarded. You can look past that as long as everything else is okay. Now that whole scene that I was talking about in the top of the two hours ago of like the whole market garden, like they're, they're, they're flying over there, right? They're going to drop the fucking airborne troops, whatever. That was really fucking cool. I think it showed like what those guys, because everybody thinks market garden, they just flew into Holland and then they dropped everybody and there was no resistance and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 not the fact. So I did like that fact, but that was it for market garden. That was it. It's like, you're talking about one of the most, giant and pivotal operations of the war good or bad and you just go okay we're gonna do this flying scene that's fucking epic with the gliders he gets hit he has to disconnect blah blah blah, and then it's over from there on out like it was so shitty like the whole fucking resistance shit yeah i get that but also that was it was just lazy right very lazy in my opinion so i'll stop ranting now but um I, I totally agree with me. that's why I gave him a fucking a thumbs up. Like when he gave his score, because that was the exact score I had in my mind. The first half was okay. I appreciate what they were trying to do. It is a Dutch film, which nothing against the Dutch, except everything. Um, five out of 10 solid. And so this is one that I would not recommend somebody like waste two hours if they don't want to. But if you've got two hours, It's not the most terrible thing in the fucking world.
2: The the way I'll say it, if you already pay for Netflix, give it a watch.
1: Sure. There you go. Don't buy
2: Netflix just to watch it. So there you go. Right.
1: And it's also the time thing because it is two hours. And so it's like if you've got two hours and you just don't give a shit and you just want to watch something somewhat mildly entertaining, which it is. Go for it. But if you want to see something historically accurate. uh, No. So five out of ten. Um, felonius, go ahead. All
3: right. well, um, I wasn't all that interested in this movie, even the even the first half. Uh, I mean, I'm not a filmmaker or anything like that. so I sat down just watching it as like a historical context person just watching it. And like I work overnight, so I was literally yesterday night watching this movie at like two thirty in the morning just being like yeah i don't have anything better to do <laughs> so i just sat there and i watched it and um but it was it was not great i wasn't all that entertained by it um i didn't think it was that forgotten of a battle i don't think market gardens really all that forgotten of a battle i i didn't really get the vast majority there's 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 little like 10 20 minute intervals in this movie that are okay to watch about a half hour of the movie i'd say is is actually worth watching the rest of it you don't really need there's cool bits and stuff like that that if i was like somebody just scrolling through youtube like watching something i would much rather watch this movie in like the 10 or 20 minute cool parts and i don't need the rest of it and um i didn't like the plot of the movie I didn't like a lot of the historical accuracy of the movie. I didn't think it was really worth all that much of a of a watch. I mean, if you are like World War II stuff and things, I guess it's all right. But I, from a person that's not a filmmaker sitting down, like, understanding how cool it is to have a flooded city, I thought it was a pretty boring movie that missed a lot of the context. And I, I was not super entertained by it. And... And there was a lot wrong as somebody who is a Canadian historian and stuff like that. And this is like one of the few parts where there's a chance to do Canada justice, which never happens. It missed it entirely. And so, I I mean, I'd give it a four out of ten. It is something to watch. There is parts of it that are good. You know, parts of it that are entertaining. But the, the vast majority of the plot line, the vast majority of this movie just doesn't need to be there. I feel like it. rather than making this like a full feature film, if it was a bunch of people just trying to put together something cool with like a bunch of reenactors to do two 10-minute videos on YouTube, it would have been much better than a full feature-length film. But it's it's all right. But I'm, like I said, coming into it as somebody who understands a lot of this history, who has no film background. And I just was not all that enthused about it. But I sat there and I watched the whole thing. I didn't sit on my phone. I didn't do anything. I still watched the whole thing. I mean, do I need to see it again? Probably not. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's, it's not a bad movie, but it's just not the right movie for me is how I would describe it. But I'd give it like a, a four because the scenes they did write that, that you don't see in other films and stuff are good. Um. Like, the flooded town one and the, like, plane crash and the gliders and stuff like that. That that part's good. That part of the movie's good. I'd watch that again. But, like, the rest of it, not so much. So, but, yeah, I'd, I'd give it, like, a 4 out of 10. There's just, it doesn't have a lot of redeeming factors other than a couple minute windows during the film. The plot's not there. The historical accuracy's not there. So, it's so missing what would you give it? 4 out of 10. Okay.
1: I just, wanted to, yeah. I just wanted to do that because then you said it four times and it's beautiful.
3: Yeah. And so it's just, I'd give it, That's that's what I'd give it. If it had a redeeming factor, like a good plot line or some better historical accuracy, it would be more entertaining to watch. But like, if you don't have a good plot and nothing really worth watching that I haven't seen before, I don't see the point. So, all right, Nate, you're up. <laughs>
1: Nate, Nate already wet. Brian's up. <laughs>
2: it's uh, oh, it's okay. He works nights. It's okay. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, it's,
0: Sorry, yeah. I can't believe you know. You just called me Nate. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, not good.
2: Gotta be a midlander. <sighs> uh, I, I'm the only <laughs> person here that
0: actually like, grow facial hair, so I get it. But no. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot I can really add to this. I mean, really, everything has been touched upon. It's just a really sad movie, in that it's such. A waste. You have all this funding. You have all this, you know, energy. You have all this will to make this cool World War Two film, and then it just turns up being this, or turns out to be this like really long checklist of a plot that's meandering and stupid and doesn't make any sense. You know, I mean, like we said earlier, is it a Dutch occupation movie? Is it resistance Dutch movie? Is it an Eastern Front movie? Is it a market garden movie? Is it a movie about Canadians in liberation? It's, this movie is like a thousand different fucking things. You know and it's just it goes to show the problem today with with filmmakers when they try to like bite off something that they don't understand or they you know too much they could chew and you just end up with really good ingredients getting just wasted on our shitty cake you know this project really needed someone to sit everyone down and say really do we need that plot line like really do we need that like it just needed a little bit more oversight and someone with The balls and the historical knowledge, and it would have been awesome. I think this really could have been a good film, but like I said, it just unfortunately fell victim to the fallacy of mainstream filmmaking today. You know, it's just not well made. It's sad, and I don't know. It just, uh, I wish it was better. We all wish it was better, yeah. You know, and like we said, it does have cool parts. I love the glider sequence, don't get me wrong, I think that's really cool, and there's nothing else that will hold a candle up to that for a very long period of time. Because there's no really other glider things out there. That was really fucking cool and very interesting, and I enjoyed watching that, And that made it worth it for me. But everything else was like, why? I'd much rather talk about Brazilians in Italy <laughs> than, you know,
4: fucking... Smoking snakes. This movie. Horrible characters. Yeah, yeah. Horrible fucking characters. I could not care less about that British guy um, that ended up with... The Which one, one that ended up <laughs> with the Canadians. Like, the main British guy. The...
0: Yeah, the guy that, as far as we know, it's that's Devin's grandfather. Like, you know, he, he just became, a, he just, like, fuck this You know, his dad knows yeah, Churchill, by like, the way. Yeah. Like, literally, he, he like, you know, like, incognito Canadian. Like, when he sees his friend at the end, he doesn't, like, oh, I'm going back to the Airborne now. He's, like, I'm now a Canadian. Like, what? You know. I, I live, live here now. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. He moved, so like, the end of the film, they should have, like, and he moved back to Calgary and had 14 children. What's your, <laughs>
4: score? What's your score? For the
0: movie. Six. It's a, you know, I didn't want to be too shitty with it because I could see the quality of the ingredients, but it really is a bad movie and it's more worth it to watch as a lesson in what not to do with films than it is to watch it. You know, it's, it's a very good learning experience if you're a filmmaker and it's just something to watch if you're on a plane, if you're a person. Like, you know, it gets you through something, gets you through A to B, you know, long commute, college class, shift at work you know like if you want to get through something or just watch the highlights on youtube and that's that kind of you know good yeah. to go so adding up all yep. the scores to see if the next time they depict canadians if they actually will have the correct tunics in paul gross's next film <laughs> we're gonna gross out here with a 4.8 out of 10 so on par with our scores uh you know Venture forward at your own risk.
2: <laughs> we are not lined up with IMDB, by the way. IMDB has a uh, 7.1. Well, you know.
4: Yeah, I, this I th- movie was really no. popular when it came out. And I'm just like, really?
0: Uh, disagree. People hard, like hard war disagree. porn this much? Anyway, um, yeah. Devin, thank you so much for joining us. I learned a lot. I had no idea about the SMLE D-Day thing. That's really fucking cool.
3: Yeah, and, it's a thing uh, everyone forgets about the, the so problem doing d-day and you have a number four you're wrong
0: <laughs> the problem is that we're running out of canadian movies i think there's, there's not only that many one left and i one.
3: haven't seen a good one yet so <laughs> i
0: that's it's sad it's very sad i you know I, to me watching this last night and the other time i saw it i was like wow canada has like one good ish kind of movie that's modern
3: and now after yeah. hearing
0: you i'm like wow no they don't like there's there's this no if i good. if
3: i didn't if I wasn't, like, a Canadian expert and I was just watching this, I would have just been like, those are all British people. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, they got some of the, sho- some of the shoulder insignias right. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it is, like, why Why even bother? Yeah. If you didn't put shoulder insignia on them, they are indistinguishable from British people.
0: Well, I- I'm excited to see Stormy Juno with you at some point. Um, it would be great. But it, I'm also... Mm-hmm saddened because that's the last canadian thing we have so we'll have to convert you into a commonwealth expert or something i can do both (laughs) yes you know you could be a switch hitter um do both but i was thinking about today it's like you know if if somebody ever does anything this is a free idea to anybody listening if you want to do a really cool canadian story do ortona that's really fucking insane and if nobody knows about it and yeah ortona 1943 around this time actually i think it was october um really crazy battle. It's like the Canadian Stalingrad, basically.
3: Foschermagers versus Canadian troops on the East Coast of Italy. Gotta have it. Right? But it's it's not any of the things that anybody would recognize, so nobody wants to do it because there's no recognition on it. Well, there will be once it's been done. Yeah,
2: once yeah, Devin well, makes it, name so. that the forgotten battle because I I've never even heard. It of
0: is
3: that. a forgotten yeah. battle, the forgotten yeah. battle
0: 2, Devin's ba- Devin, Devin you know, we
3: Devin's boogler, boogler. war. Yeah. We don't need a shit ton of market guard movies that have the hits features to Russia in them. We don't. We don't need that. Devin's war. i would watch that. <laughs> da- mostly, that's just getting shot at by snipers and mortared and pissing. Oh. On anything play. I can find.
4: <laughs> you know, I was thinking the the other day when I, I realized that you were going to be on this post. Or, or we should wrap this up and then I'll go, and then I'll talk about this. Yeah,
0: I'll end it with this. So we just want to know what it's like to have a daddy who's buddies with Churchill. You'll be sipping tea at Buckingham Palace when it's over. Don't watch this movie. See you guys next
1: week. <laughs> Oh, good heavens! <laughs> this sounds like fucking Alfred Hitchcock. ...and said, hey, oh, good heavens. Um, I wonder what it's like to be the son of a British officer in the Royal Air Force who knows Winston Churchill properly.
0: Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.